<laughs> What's up, everybody? And welcome back to a special edition of Ask BJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters. Sorry if these lemon drops in my mouth are annoying you. They're delicious, though. But they're fucking delicious. They're super lemon. So today in the house, we have some special guests. For those of you that don't know, some of our loyal Legion members who started at the bottom and now we here, Dragon and his girlfriend. So, I'm trying to get these down. <laughs> yeah, so just so everybody knows, you, you'll be able to see when you watch the video. Those of you who, who aren't watching the video, just check out the YouTube video when it's out. Um, but uh, we have gifts all the way from Japan. This is super lemon that we're sucking on right now. It would actually be rude of me not to eat this right now. Yeah, So it would. Um, so well, I'm laughing because there's actually a diagram on the back that I'm trying to decipher, but I, I honestly can't. English. I can't read this part. But what made me laugh is that next to it is in English, and, and all it really is showing you is that there is mild lemon on the interior. In the center, there is super lemon candy. And then on the outside, there is the lemon taste powder. Ah. It's, it's all lemon. I'm glad that there's a diagram of where the flavors are yeah. in this candy. Because I'm sitting here sucking it like, wow, well, I... I wish I could figure oh, out no. where this, the rest of the action is going to happen. Oh, noble. Oh, juicy. It's delicious, though. It is Very really juicy, good. though. <laughs> Highly recommended. Wow. The, the, the graphics team that put that together, I mean, they were accurate with... Diagram on the back. It's like a... I think it's... It's it's like a... It's supposed to be like a, a newspaper comic. I guess. That's what it looks like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. At least that's what they tried. <laughs> News, newspaper comics. Yeah. They taste pretty Now, good. on the front... On the front of this Japanese candy... There is a very American blonde-haired guy with blue eyes and a blonde-haired girl with blue eyes. So I don't know who they're trying to appeal to. Well, what is the guy saying? He is saying, oh, noble. <laughs> He's saying, oh, noble. The girl's saying, oh, juicy. <laughs> That's what the girls always say when Josh is around. It's true. It's very true. Sometimes they call him Mandango White. Also anyway. Mandango Queso. <laughs> yes. We also have on the front of the table that only the YouTube watchers will be able to see more Japanese treats. So I'm going to try all of these today. Not on air because everyone will complain. But the reason that we have them is because Dragon and Hitomi are in town for the weekend. They're getting what I call now. This is what I call it, by the way. The Blackstone Experience. True. Good name, right? It's fitting. It's fitting. Mm -hmm. um, I already had one of these. Um, what are they? Chestnut? chestnut. So I'm very excited about those. This these are really good. As soon as you open it, you can smell that they are not your average Kit Kat. Yeah, you can smell the like. The outside of it is like almost like white chocolate, but it's not. Um, and when I went over to say bye to my dad, I walked in there and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna go do the podcast, so you'll probably be gone when I get out. So, you know, have a good night, whatever. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. If I don't see you this weekend, have a good weekend." And he goes, "Hey, did you try the Kit Kat one? It's really good." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm gonna definitely try that one." So it's got to be really good. That is something your dad it was would stuck say. on his mind. Hey, did you try this Kit Kat? <laughs> <laughs> You're like talking about something totally unrelated as you're walking out. He's like, about that candy, though. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we've got some Japanese treats. And um, we're very, we, we like when people bring us treats, obviously. We're not going to say like, oh, 
No, we don't want any. We candy. don't want your fucking <laughs> treats. Surprisingly enough, though, sometimes I try to buy donuts for the entire office, and the last couple times I've I've brought donuts in. Eric always always gets one, mm-hmm. but like I bought like twelve donuts the other day to come in here. I think set I could give away seven, and one of them took two. So like six people wanted donuts other than me. I was like, okay, huh? Interesting. This is what it's like. Working David at David got uh, two packages of donuts from the attorney the other day, and I don't even know if he asked for them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. A lot of people just assume. That I'm in like suiting like certain like zones of training or whatnot, so I don't get treats like that. So I, I looked at him and I was like, "Did you bring me anything?" And then it was just quiet in the room. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, it's okay. I don't want." To be honest, they didn't look that great anyways. There was like the store bought. Did you bring me anything other than news about people that are suing me this week? They were good. Uh, they were know. from uh, Fresh Market. They didn't look good. Donuts. They are not look good. You know what they look like? They looked like old fashioned donuts. So let me talk about this for a second. I, I did not think we we're going to talk about this today. Here's my thing. With when people bring donuts. And I know that you're not this kind of guy. Neither am I. We think about other people and donuts. And we think about what we would like to eat. When I get donuts for people, right? I actually take the time and I pick really good fucking donuts. Excuse my language. I'm like, give me four jelly. Give me three Boston cream. That's some new shit that nobody knows about. Give me a couple of those. What a lot of other people do is they're giving a gesture. Which, yes, is a nice gesture. But it stops there. So they're like, I'll take a dozen donuts, and then they let whatever jabroni at the counter just do it themselves. And when they do it themselves, they give you, a, like, a variety, and there's always a few bad ones in there, including the old-fashioned one, which is essentially the fuck you donut. Yeah. That's the last one in every time. Like, when you give somebody a dozen donuts. You walk around the office, you're holding the yep. box. The old-fashions are always the row that's left. Always. How many times have you seen somebody be like, ooh, donuts, open up the box, see that one, and close it and be like, damn, I missed the donuts. You're like, fuck. So, like, t- to me, I'm not going to allow that donut be a part of my gesture. I'm not going to let you be that guy. No. Now, <laughs> another funny su- 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 segment that we'll talk about and get into for a minute is there's a lot of old people, by old, I mean like my grandpa's age, that like those old-fashioned donuts because at one point in time, that's in like the 30s and 40s, that's all there was. They were like, do you want to go get some donuts? And everybody knew exactly what the fuck yeah. they were talking about because like, there was only one kind of donut. Like, do you want to get some donut? Yeah. And uh, so one day, we should do a little research on this. Some guy was like, you know what we could do? We could make these not suck. We could like fucking get a turkey baster and cram a bunch of shit inside these. And maybe spread some of the rest on top. And that's when donuts got really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice little side story today. I know everyone's going to get mad at me crunching this in here. I'm sorry. Really good. good. The real the real credit needs to be given to the guy that came along and started putting sprinkles on it. Mm-hmm. That's the guy we owe it to. Do you, do you remember when Dunkin' Donuts released those cake donuts, the square ones? Mm-hmm. And they were like filled with like cream cheese and like cake type shit? Mm-hmm. Awesome. What happened, Joe? What happened, Duncan? Where's it, where's it at? Not much to dem- demand, I guess. Or probably a little bit more money is what happened. Mm. You got to go to a specialty place for stuff like that. Yeah. Remember Rhino Donuts? Yeah, right until they got shut down. Because of Spearmint Rhino. Please don't sue me for, for mentioning you on here. Um, the names were too similar, I guess. That's why they closed down. They had a maple bacon one that was amazing. And a lot of people were like, Ooh, bacon on a donut? It's so good. I know. See, my thing is like, all right, if I owned, let's say, any institution... Let's say it was as cool as a strip club. And I found out that there was a donut shop that was actually a really good donut shop that kind of almost had a similar name. Instead of being a dick about it, I probably would have just been like, yo, you guys want to do like a strippers and donuts collaboration there? Yeah. Like, how awesome is that? <laughs> it's, how, no it brainer. It doesn't get any better. It's like, a no brainer. You guys bring your morning people. We'll bring our night people. Do something in the <laughs> afternoon. Like donuts and strippers, right? To me, like... We'll do it on a Sunday so the kids can come. If there's a Cars and Coffee, why is there not a Strippers and Donuts? That sounds appropriate. <laughs> it's they like, should all go down around the same time. It should go hand in hand. 
Maybe we should start the first one in January, 2019. I, I feel like we know the right people to do it. We are the right people. <laughs> I could get the right person to work uh, all four uh, events, actually, the same day. I'm sure. More, anyway. more than positive. <laughs> anyway. We'll, uh, um, on that note, so what we're going to do before we answer these questions is I'm actually going to push my microphone over to Dragon. Okay. And I told him, no pressure. You know, but a lot of people, a thousand people or so are going to judge you really hard. But outside of that, no pressure. Yeah. Under pressure. There's a guaranteed, no matter what, Josh and I know just from looking at YouTube, no matter what we do, there's a guaranteed a thousand people that will watch the YouTube. Usually it's more than that. But there's pretty much like a, a, a thousand of the same people for the most part. Yep. Give well, or take a few. I, I'm like 300 of those views, so. <laughs> <laughs> Really? There's like a solid that I've realized like with with this podcast I don't know what the listen numbers are I don't even know how we we I think it's great that that many people actually want to watch us talk for an hour I'm surprised like, so I there's like a solid surprised. thousand that will that will watch us thank you to everybody that watches thank and you because yes, we are you know basically just retarded meatheads like yeah. there's, there's not a whole lot going on. But. <laughs> like oh, let me see what these idiots look like while they're talking let's see what these retards are saying this week. <laughs> So, uh, oh, there's no podcast this week because he's out looking at boobs. Okay, yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> anyway, so without further ado, uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Dragon. You're gonna take over my duty for a minute. I'm gonna push the mic over to him so he can talk a little bit. Say hi. Hello. Hi. So. And that's it. You're taking over the rest of the show. You want to answer the questions? Oh, you want me to answer the questions? When, when oh, the questions great. come, we'll 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 all do some questions. But anyway, <laughs> I just found out. Here's a great way for you to start out. Today is the anniversary of what? Well, no, tomorrow. Actually, yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday yeah. Uh, one year ago yesterday is when Blackstone Labs uh, accepted me into the Legion program, right around when the Legion, the Legion program started. Yep. So, yeah. It's already it been seems like so much longer than that, but I guess it's because we do so much shit. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I was looking back on it, and it, I started the Legion on November 28th, and to, that, it, that literally was just... Two days ago, and so crazy. right. So yeah, the yeah. day after, then, yeah. yeah. As soon you were, as you, you started, started it, I, I signed up for it, and I got accepted yeah. uh, via email. So wow. Yeah, that was back when you know not not as many people were applying a day, and people could, could apply and get accepted the same day. I remember, I remember the ad <laughs> and everything. It was Cody and uh, um, what's his name? What's the other guy? Big black guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. Akeem. 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 Akeem Williams. Yeah. Yeah. It was like on the hill. In black and white. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, that was out in Vegas, right? Yeah. That was a photo shoot out in Vegas with uh, Olympia cool. time. We took those pictures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Savannah, did Kim, Cody. Loco did that, no? Yes, Loco did that. Yeah, so, that was like the first one of Loco like coming back and like doing more for us, right? Yep. That was yeah. also when uh, that also kickstarted Justin Price being very mad at me for no reason. Boom, shakalaka. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, it's been one year. What do you have to say about your year? Well, with Blackstone, shoot. It feels like it's been, it's been forever. I feel like I've known Blackstone Labs as a family, you know, like my whole life. But apparently it's only been a year, you know. And I appreciate everything that, you know, you guys let me do, you know, all the opportunities that you open. Um, usually, I'm, you know, you probably talk about, talk about me a lot on the uh, Q&A cardio all the time, but, you know, you tell how, how loyal and I'm the advocate. And that's pretty much how I've been my whole life, you know. Like, everything, like, when I stick to something, I stick to it. Because I want to see how good it is, and then I want because I want to see how, what the full maximum potential is. It's so like even with shoes, I've always on, only worn Nike, uh, Adidas. 
I've never worn Nike or like New Balance or I don't know what else other brands well, he was out about there. To say Nike. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say not Nike. <laughs> I wasn't about to say no, okay. no, no. Nike, how, Nike, Nike's what is what. How come one. you won't try the other stuff though? Uh, loyalty, baby. Yeah, loyalty, baby. <laughs> Are you curious though that if you tr- that that even though it, you would be breaking your loyalty, are you curious that maybe if you tried Nike, for instance, mm-hmm. it might open you up to like a whole new world of like foot performance? It could, it might, but you know, like well, let's put that in supplements. You want me to try something else? Sometimes I encourage people to try other things because I know that ours are better. Right. Like when people are like, "Oh, I I, I use C4," I'm like, "Oh, you're using C4? Perfect, try <laughs> mine." Those are like the guaranteed wins right. right there. And I believe that. I mean. I've tried, like, at one point, I've tried only optimum nutrition, and at one point, I tried only muscle tech, and that's why I know that, to me, for me personally, it doesn't work, you know? And then I tried uh, Blackstone Labs, originally it was from Seth Rossi's inspiration, I tried Blackstone Labs, and I really liked it, so I tried everything else in Blackstone Labs, and, you know, did everything Blackstone Labs, and you can see on my Instagram, you know, the way I grew, like, even weight-wise, I started from like 100, probably 30 pounds, and I'm 158 pounds. I was going to say, we just saw you in, what, September? Mm-hmm. And you look twice as big yeah. as when I saw you at that show. Really? When I came around the corner and seen your person, I was like, holy fuck, who's He's this? lean, too. Yeah. No, you're at least twice as big. Right. I'm on like, recomp right now. Okay. Um, Recomp's awesome. Yeah. I'm on six recomps a day right now. What was your first Blackstone product? Glycolog, I think. Yeah, Glycolog. Glycolog is a game changer. And right? what would you say is your favorite Blackstone product? Like luck. No, no, it's actually not. It, it's either, either gonna be Formula 19 or Epicat. Really? Um, Epicat, huh? Yeah, Epicat. Tell us more about Epicat. Epicat. Now, I, I, you are the first person that has ever said that. Epicat really? Well, that's why. Well, most people don't know that you got a double well, dose on the cat. Here's how I explain it. Here's, here's I feel that you do on the antigenin too, but people are like, oh, you just want to, to use one. No, you got a double dose of the cat for I mean, sure. But like, here's how I explain it to everybody else that asks me about last and last supplements. But and when I talk about Epicat, is like every supplement out there is gonna boost you like with how you're gonna gain. You know, it's gonna help you gr- grow faster or whatever, make you stronger. But you can do all that stuff. It's like in, in an analogy, if you have a really good motorboat and you put a really, really good engine or motor on it or whatever, if you have an anchor attached to it, you're not, you're just gonna, you know, you're, no matter how great your engine is, you're gonna be slow. If you take that anchor away, which is what Epicap does, you know, that's a really good it's way to look at it. Let you go. Yeah, that's what I, that's how I see it. Very Epicap. good analogy. That's a very good analogy. I would not have thought of, about explaining it like that. How long have you been using Epicap for? Two years, maybe. How and much I've, Epicap uh, do you take? I take two a day, one in, one in the morning, one at night, and I've never stopped. Amazing that you're getting that good results. How about that? Yeah. That's very good to know. Yeah. And I again, was, I might want to sound like that part, Eric. That um, just goes to show you that you can take EpiCat every day for two years and uh, just continue to get good results. Right. Most of the plant-based stuff, guys, you can absolutely take year-round. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time, like, why does it say to cycle for this long? That's just typical in the supplement world. Workouts are cycled. Diets are cycled. In reality... You don't have to cycle most things in life. You don't have to cycle your training. I had this conversation with Zach Khan, right? He does like the same workouts all the time. He's like, I go and I train hard every day. What I got to switch it up for with the stuff that I know that, that likes. That works. your body likes to use. He's yeah. like, fuck muscle confusion. How about stop being a pussy and go in there and train hard every day? Then you need to confuse anybody. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So if your body likes the Epicot and is responding well to it, yeah. you don't have to cycle off. When, when people ask me why does it say to cycle recomp, things like that. Here's my my best answer for you. The reason why it is suggested is simply because, like anything else, your body will get accustomed to doing something every day. So my analogy that people always understand is 
if you drink a beer and get a buzz, eventually you're going to need two beers. Eventually you're going to need five beers. Eventually you're like going to need six beers to get that same buzz. But if you stop drinking those six beers for a month or so, and then you try to have six beers again, you're going to get pretty hammered. You can start back over at one. So that is the simple reason why things are suggested to be cycled. However, if you still have those six beers every day, for the most part, you're going to get a little bit out of those six beers every day. It's just not going to be as profound as when it first hits you. That's when other things usually come into play, which most of us are doing when it comes to switching training, dieting, adding other supplements in. Right. Okay. So certain things myself, I do year round. Essentially, you could cycle off of vitamin C if you want to, and you're not going to get as much as a immunity boost. Let's I say. always do 12 week cycles of vitamin C. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same theory though. So that is actually really good. I'm glad I didn't expect to even talk about that today. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And if you're cycling more than 12 weeks of vitamin C at the time, chill out. <laughs> yeah. Don't go nuts with that. You're gonna Jesus, more. man. Um, EpiCat's fine. Vitamin C, chill out. <laughs> uh, I always say that EpiCat is like, I call it a supercharger for everything else. So like if you're taking Anagenin, add in the EpiCat, it'll work better. And it's funny, even people who aren't going to be in, as in tune with their bodies as like somebody like me or you, Josh, Marissa, new to the game, has used all of my supplements at this point. Wow. She actually said, she goes, I feel like when I add EpiCat into the Anagenin, it makes it work better. And I go, actually, that's pretty accurate. You're right about that. So she actually likes to stop. She's noticed that on her own. She didn't need me to tell her that. And I think a lot of people would figure that out when they try something like EpiCat. And we actually, in one of my old companies, put EpiCatogen in a pre-workout yeah. because it's it's got such great effects to it. So very, very good ingredient. Didn't think we were going to talk about that. I'm glad. Now, when you first got into training, mm -hmm. you had been... You have a background of, of dancing. You're, you're a b-boy. That was what caught my eye. Yeah. How long have you been dancing for? How did you get into dancing? And how does this stuff all affect? Does it help or hurt the dancing? Ah, uh, damn, that's a hard question. Uh, so, well, first part's easy. So I started when I was 14-ish. Um, I've always wanted to do something different. Like, I was never good at sports using, like, equipment. So, like, you know, anything like baseball, soccer, all that stuff I was never good at. So my high school was like wrestling, gymnastics, track, pole vault, and all that stuff. Pole vault did you do any of that stuff? Hmm? Did you do any of that stuff? I did all. I did. That oh, stuff. you did that's all what, that? That's, that's what I did in high school. Okay. I so didn't. I didn't do like the basic like uh, soccer, okay. football. So you did right? all that. Yeah. Wow. I did all that like like the unorthodox stuff, right? And I did like I used to watch WWE wrestling, and we used to wrestle in the backyard and all that shit. Um, and then that one movie, You Got Served, came out that one year, and then that influenced a, lot, a lot of us to mm -hmm. start doing, you know, trying to do that kind of stuff. And WWE had Booker T doing a spin a Rooney, and we would <laughs> pretend to do that. And then one time, I was doing like a back handspring and a fake spin a Rooney at this birthday party of some chick, and uh, a DJ there happened to catch, um, it caught his eye. And apparently, he owned a dance studio which actually t teaches breakdancing. So he was like, hey, bro, um, if you want to, like, learn breakdancing for real, man, I got a guy that teaches breakdancing at my studio if you want to come and check it out. And that's how it started. I started taking classes there. I really liked it. And the teacher there saw potential in me, so he took me under his wing and started taking me over, uh, like, different states to battle. And then I, um, of course, like, started, like, watching a lot of YouTube videos, so, um, found a b-boy by the name of Katsu, um, it's international b-boy in Japan, and I really adored him. So, like, I went to Japan a few times, like, over the summer break, winter break during, like, uh, college, and found him, took lessons under him. K-A-T-S-U? Hmm? Yes, K-A-T-S-U, b-boy, Katsu. Um, he is a, uh, 
he is a member of a big group called Zulu Kings, which is the originator of the whole hip hop. Hip hop was invented in 1972, and Zulu Kings and Zulu Nation are the originators of hip hop culture, and he is a member of that. Um, so that's how I got um, into Bebo and Real More. And of course, I went back and forth between uh, Japan and America, battling and stuff. And of course, a little bit, um, you know, you got to do strength training. So I did a little bit, little bit of weightlifting. And when I moved to Atlanta, I kind of lost um, the breakdancing aspect a little bit because I was fresh here. I didn't have any friends or anything. And I did find a little bit of breakdancing culture, but it was just a different aspect. So I kind of lost interest, but I picked up on the workout part and I really liked working out a lot so I hit more on that and then it just happened to be a guy at my gym who was a master judge for the natural sanctions and he told me I should compete in physique so I started competing in physique the first competition I did I got first place and got my pro card in a natural <coughs> sanction for One World United and then yeah that's the whole story <laughs> what year was it when you um, started to uh, do the competitions Ah, uh, jeez, what year was that? 2016, I think. 2016. I think it's 2015. 2015? Jeez, has it already been that long? Because we met 2014. Wow. So We're going to get into your guys' relationship, I don't remember. Too, you ready? <laughs> don't know what the about. Jeez, see. Super right. lemon. Here he is. Yep, there he is. I'll send you a video later of him. No, I want to see something. He's There's a bunch of stuff. He's got a YouTube lot of music, musicality. Older, 2008. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm, I have a lot of interest in all in, in all that actually. Um, as we've talked about over the years, that's what caught my eye. Um, just like now, I have my own little version of the Bang Dancer in, in my booth. Now I like everything fitness related. I don't just love bodybuilding. Um, we are a very diverse group at Black Soul Vibes. I like movement, is what it is. Yeah. Which I right, it catches eyes. Personally, was going to. I switched my major around a bunch of times, but I was at one point going to be a kinesiology major, which is essentially the study of movement. Right. So, although I spent more time with exercise physiology, I it all ties in together, and I'm really, really passionate about biomechanics. That's something that I know that I excel at, mm. and finding which exercises and motions are the best for each individual, and there are a lot of ways to stimulate muscle, which is why I enjoy so many things like different forms of dance and whatnot, why I incorporate all kinds of different movements into my routine. So for you, I was wondering, just I, I, I know that Evander Holyfield got very into bodybuilding, mm -hmm. and he, he was at one point the greatest boxer in the world, but I feel that the, bo the bodybuilding actually hurt him yeah. as a boxer. It slowed him down a little bit. You know what? Um, it... It pretty much depends. I don't think that's. I think it's a myth that being big and being a bodybuilder is gonna make you less of an athlete. Um, I think it's more of what, how much you commit to whatever sport you're doing, as much as you're doing bodybuilding, because it all comes down to flexibility. Like you will see, you know, like in call center, you see Corey uh, Kubica, you see in an IFBB pro, you see like Hidetada Yamagishi doing splits, and you know they're not small people. They can and they can do splits because they're practicing that stuff. So. It comes a lot with practice and like yeah, I mean my lats got bigger, my triceps got bigger, so certain like movements for like freezes, like air chair movements and such did get harder. But that's only because I stopped practicing it as much as I used to because I'm so busy with the bodybuilding aspect. But if I did really want to, you know, if I just practiced it more, it is possible. It's not. I don't, I don't think 
that bodybuilding building would be a negative. I think it would rather be a positive because you have so much more strength. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 you do have a lot of limit strength that you build up. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you just do certain like weightlifting styles, like just heavy rep, I mean, heavy weight, low rep, instead of like medium weight of like slow, like eccentric movements and such, yeah, you might limit your mobility in that way too. But I think it all depends on how you train. Of course, that's, that's a very good answer because realistically the way you look doesn't really have a correlation with athletic ability or performance. In fact, the way you look is based around I hypertrophy training, which is going to build the muscles the most, but to be as explosive as possible, static versus dynamic training are very, very different. Mm -hmm. Dynamic training, which is what you see most of our, you know, javelin throwers, our Olympic athletes doing, is gonna make you far more explosive than static training, which is slow and controlled, which is what most bodybuilders are doing. So it all comes down to training for what you want to excel at. Right. Out of curiosity, when you got into bodybuilding, who were you motivated by or inspired by? You know, whose look did you maybe want to emulate? You know, who do you still? Back then, well, I do. I've been doing physique. I've always done physique. You know, I don't know if I might ever change it, just because you know my stature is so short and small. Uh, I think physique's better for me. But uh, back then, I used to admire Steve Cook when he used to compete. Um, he had a really good stature, but he kind of stopped and kind of skewed off to a different um, lifestyle. Right, and ultimately, like. I know everybody, not not everybody, a lot of people don't like him, but I do really adore Jeremy Buendia's physique. Great physique. Yes, I really like him, especially the way his chest like caves with that line in. Um, a lot of people do hate on him for his personality, but I actually do like him for his personality because I think <laughs> he's being real. Like I don't, th I don't really like the type of perfect people that are just like nice on social media just to be fake and try to get attention. I think people should be real, and Jeremy is real. Um, and the way he, if you ever watch him actually train in the gym and such, he goes so hard. So I think that's how he's attained that kind of physique, that size, the wide shoulders, the, the tiny waist, the sort of like a Frank Zane image, but the now mod modern, more tighter. Much thing. shorter too. Right. But that being said, it makes more sense for you to emulate somebody like Jeremy than somebody like Steve Cook, who's taller than I am. Right, right. Yeah, he, yeah, when I met Steve Cook, he was super tall, so I was like, whoa. Mm. I tell people, obviously you should want to be the best version of yourself. Right. You know, you're going to make yourself the best. It's all about bettering yourself. But don't get yourself caught up in wanting to mimic a physique that looks nothing like yours at all. So I've had some shorter guys say, you know, I really like the look of Dennis Wolf's physique. Well, Hey, buddy, you're 5'3", Dennis Wolf's over six feet tall. It's, tall, it's, tall. it's unrealistic <laughs> to think that you're ever going to be able to look like that. But Your quads ain't ever going to grow that way. <laughs> somebody, somebody like Sammy, for instance, who's 5'4", you know, I told him, I was like, why don't you go look at some old videos of Lee Labrada, who's, who's taller than 5'4", he's probably 5'6", a shorter guy that's really, really put together well. You know, look at somebody like that versus the Frank Zane, whose physique is, you're not, you're not going to be able to resemble that, the structures are that much different. So, what about what's your what's your opinion of uh, Hidetada? Hidetada is um, to us Japanese people, he is what we consider a sort of a star. He is a star of hope because a lot of Asian people are usually smaller in structure of bone structure. Um, we are shorter, and a lot of people, especially the taller ones um, in genetics, would usually consider us you know not a potential for getting bigger. But he has broken through that wall. He has you know gotten that size over. Uh, IPB Pro bodybuilder and has even you know won Arnold Classic status, 
Um, he does really give hope to a lot of us, and he's he's pretty short too. He's about mm-hmm. my height, yep. so um, and I do love his um, the way he's able to pose. Um, he has a really good flow posing, mm-hmm. so I admire that as well. Uh, very good personality as well. Hidetada, uh is older than me. He's he's been around for a long time, and when he first came on the scene, I was fortunate enough to be a part of that because I've been in this industry for a long time. And when he first came to the states. There was a lot of press and hype behind him. And I could say, the only uh, only time I've ever seen something similar, similar by seeing a country rally behind somebody, um, was uh, when Eduardo Correa battled f- for what many people thought should have been Mr. Olympia that year when he got second. And the crowd was chanting Brazil over and over and over again. And I was like, damn, that's got to be harsh for, for, for yeah, that's rough. flex, you know? It was, it was, they were drowning out the Americans, and it was a loud crowd that, that year. And uh, it was like being at a soccer match. When Hitata first came, there was a, a monstrous entourage of Japanese people that came to the Olympia that year. It was the first time there was ever a Japanese competitor in the Olympia. And I would say, conservatively, there were 100 people in his personal entourage. Yeah. Um, so it was like when he was walking through, it was like a major celebrity. Right. was coming through and he was very nice he stopped talked to, to all of us and now it's kind of funny he, he of course knows who i am for all these years of being in the industry he's actually always made it a point to stop give me a fist pound shake my hand real quick always smiling very good attitude always and it was a very big deal culturally for japan to have an athlete at the olympia like that so it's very cool you know in the sense that you know i made a joke on here one day when we were talking about Somebody was like, um, you know, what are you guys doing as far as getting into like Asian countries? And the question was 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 talking about how big the market is in China. And I, I know now that Almax is doing like a million dollars a month in Aminos in China. Right. And I made a joke. They were like, well, why aren't you guys selling in China? And I said, I don't know. How many Jack Chinese guys do you know? <laughs> and the thing is, yeah. you know, from a cultural standpoint, a lot of, of, of the Asian countries are just Soccer is bigger out there, or you know certain forms of martial arts, but people aren't really bodybuilding a lot. Right, out and there. their view is so much more different. Um, you've probably seen it. Um, MPC Japan, there's a Japan version called MPCJ over there, and there, if you look at them like any category, bikini, physique, bodybuilder, it's so much different than what we consider a solid aesthetic. Like they're so. Were they just like less developed? Yeah, they're so much less developed. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's they're like. Well, I, mean, like, I assume that's got to just come from the the pool of which there is to judge. Like there, like like you said, there can't be that many right. bodybuilder sized guys that are but that are able to fill up. People competing. There's a lot of. Oh, them there's a lot of them competing. There's a lot of them competing. They're just all the same and sizes. It's weird because not just that. It's I don't know if it's like a view of culture. Like a lot of them do come very fluffy. Um, but now they even added another category. It's like it's like physique. Sumo? No. It's like, Damn. <laughs> Damn. I was waiting for it. That's been in the books, bro. I was waiting for it. No, it's like physique, but instead of wearing board shorts, they get to wear jeans. Oh, I've seen that. No, there's seen another. That. There's another crazy one. I've seen a post of um, <laughs> men's physique-looking guys wearing jeans, but not just jeans, but they were wearing white tank tops on top yeah, of like so they're beaters. covering yeah. everything yeah. hilarious it's like well, what are you actually yeah. just showing just us? Just what's funny is there used to be a one piece round in figure years ago and i used to make jokes 
I mean, Palumbo, when we would cover the shows together, he'd be like, I don't understand the, the, the One Piece round. And I was like, they should do a tank top round for the guys, you know? I was like, I'd kill it in that round. Yeah. They do um, that in Japan right now. Right? Like, it, like how, how many times do you go to put on, like, your fucking, your shirt, like, you know, in offseason, and you're like, damn, I look fucking good in a tank top yeah. now. Yeah. Like, if I could just get on stage like this, I'd fucking crush the Dennis competition. Dennis James was the king of that. If he's hearing this, he'll laugh when, when I see him. I've never seen anyone look freakier in a tank top. Than Dennis James, just the, the straight, the, the shape of his structure. I don't know. Billy's out there in a tank top right now, and I don't know yeah. if it's just because it's purple yeah, or what, but he looks like the fucking Hulk. <laughs> He's pretty big. <laughs> like I um, think that purple is literally making him look at least 15 pounds bigger today. I don't know. There's some thirsty, some thirsty ones running around there. So oh, I know it. I know it. It's so funny too. So, yeah. so you are 28. Yeah. And you have been bodybuilding five years, training five years. Just about. Um, That's crazy to think that you're older than I am. Yeah. yeah. Just just looking at you and me, I would think I'm older than you. <laughs> I'll be 27 in January. It's the, uh, so. it's, the it's, it's it's crazy to me because like Marissa is younger than all my little sisters and brothers, and that's super weird to me because they're like my little sisters and brothers. But you know what? It's funny because I think about that sometimes like when me, you, Marissa, and Tara are hanging out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, she's the youngest one. <laughs> that's fucking weird. Yeah. Because she is. seems like she's right there with us. Yeah. You know what it's I'm saying? Really like, very interesting. Um, so you, all right, so. 28, five years yep. competing. Yep. What do you do for work? I'm actually not working right now. Um, previously, I worked at a company called YKK, which makes zippers. Pretty much all zippers you see on your You pants. worked at YKK? Yeah, you know YKK? That's fucking epic. Yeah. Really? That's pretty fucking cool. You know about it? Yeah. You should I don't know about it. it. How do you not know look YKK zippers? Jeans, it's, yeah. it's if you look at YKK. zippers on your jeans, it's you what I wear every day? Have you ever listened to fucking Outcast dog? suits, don't you? I wear fucking mesh shorts. Every day of my life, I'm the same shirt. You, every wear, day of my life. you wear. I mean, I understand that. That's, that yeah. is true. You don't really have very okay. many zippers. No. That's true. Like, ISO bags. <laughs> the zippers on ISO bags are also YKK too. Yeah, most zippers are YKK. YKK on your zipper. Yep. I know. I You've never listened to Outkast. My my I suits mean, are custom made, and I never paid attention to where they're getting the zippers yeah. from. That's so, pretty cool, though. Yeah. So I worked there um, and recruit uh, in the HR division as a corporate recruiter because the USA headquarters is in the uh, Kennesaw Marietta area. Um, uh, actually stopped, and now I'm kind of leaning to uh, go into my personal trainer side. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been holding off my personal trainer um, career forever, for five years, just working in the office side, but I'm kind of tired of just playing it safe. Um, I figured that staying, uh, leaning towards the personal trainer job would sort of enhance my Blackstone career as well, um, just like how you know Karen does it too, and mm-hmm. probably how uh, uh, Jen... Uh, well, both of them are killing it. Right, so dude. they're both very, right. very successful. If you coach, you know, um, your Blackstone sales also goes up. So I do, want to, I, do, I do want to do that, yeah. Um, so I'm, I've been working on that right now, sort of building my um, online site and such. Uh, I do have an ISSA certification as Good. a personal trainer. So. so hit him up on his IG. Plug your IG. He's is, he is, he is certainly uh, influencing many people, as is the way a trainer would. So you've, you've got the right personality and looking for it. So when did Hitomi come into the mix? Uh, well, I met Hitomi when I moved here. Um, surprisingly enough, uh, she's like me. She's a Japanese American. She was born in New York. Um, do you want to? You want to? Where in New York? Port Washington. Where, where is that by? Long I'm, Island. Oh, okay, you're Long Island. Okay. Yeah, but don't ask me local stuff because I, I was only eight years old when I moved away from New York, so I don't really know a lot. And then you went to Atlanta. To Japan, actually. Oh, so wait a minute. You started out. Started York. out in New York, um, eight years in New York, 
moved to Japan, lived in Japan for like 10 years. I graduated high school in Japan, but I did not like the Japanese culture. I moved back to the States by myself, so all my family is in、um, Japan still. How often do you go back to Japan?、Uh, when I was in college, I used to go every Christmas break, but ever since I graduated, I've only been twice, but those were like family emergency related stuff, so it wasn't pure like vacation. So it's safe to say that you do not miss Japan? I do miss my family.、Mm-hmm. I do miss. Food, I do miss those kind of stuff, but I don't miss living there. So, you love living here? Yes. Now, what, I didn't ask you, what's your Japan? When, when were you there?、Uh, I've only visited there for the breakdancing aspect, you know,、um, every summer winter break, especially during college. I went to Japan,、um, to the Tokyo area to study under, you know, B-Boy Katsu.、Mm-hmm. I didn't visit there for family when I was a kid, but not too much to what I remember. So, but my whole life was ra- born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. See, I, I actually, I've not been to Japan, but I'm very interested. A few people in here have been to Japan. I think、before. Eric's been to Japan.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, one of the girls that was here at the、um, Girl Master Friday today, Courtney, I don't know if you met her at all, the blonde haired girl、okay. with Heartbreaker, she's actually、mm-hmm. been to Japan before and, and、really? raves about yeah, the food. Yeah, she, ta- she was telling us、mm-hmm. how she loves it,、yeah. Japan、yeah. and she wants to live there and everything.、Yep. Like, <laughs> I've always, I've always、uh, that's been one of the places that are high on my list of places that I, that I want to go. So hopefully I'll get to go there. Maybe.、Yeah, like、I'm sure it's a nice we'll place to visit. Maybe we'll all go together.、Um, yeah. I won't have to worry about getting a translator. We can expand our market to Japan. When I, when I, when I go to、uh, all the Latin、uh, countries with Fabian, I, I need to have a translator for him.、Yeah. So. We need to expand our market because Japan, iHerb is the main distributor, and a lot of people over there use like, Gasperi. Probably because of Hitatata. Yeah, but you know, we should expand. I feel like people always, always say, like, when they visit someplace, like, oh, I want to live there. And it's like, yeah, until you move all your shit there, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Hold、yeah. on. Now I've got to do this, like, money converting. I'm like,、yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a fucking minute. I don't know what the fuck these signs I mean. Like,、yeah. I, can like, you, I can tell you how many people will feel that way about California. The, doing oh,、that. bro. I, when I did, I moved out to California. I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. Lived out there for two years because I left Florida thinking, like, this is the worst place ever. Why would my mom ever pick Florida to live? I hauled ass back here two years later and was like, why did I ever fucking leave? Yeah, I was、oh、ready to、God. go back in about seven months. I, was, I wanted to be back in, in New York, not Connecticut. Uh, but I ended up down here where I love it. I mean, and I don't even necessarily mean Florida. I just think like, it's funny whenever an American goes to a non American country and they're like, oh my God, it's so much better. I want to live there, this and that. It's like,、uh, it's I, not. I feel like you have that view because、yeah. you live here right now. And then if you go over there about three months in, you're going to be like, damn, yeah, I don't know. I miss like, this Americanized thing and that Americanized thing and like,、yeah. this Americanized thing that I just can't physically access at all here because it doesn't <laughs> fucking exist. <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly sample. Dude,、Japanese、those are good.、Kickback. Those are so good. We don't have that here, which I'm disappointed about. It's a chestnut flavored Kit Kat bar. You can actually get these because you go to Norcross all the time for、mm-hmm. high tech pharmaceuticals.、Um, the store a, we get it from is in Norcross. Right off the highway, there's a place called Sushi Yoko. It has like, a Jap- like three little Japanese words under the sign.、Um, that's actually a Japanese store. We're gonna have to, I'm going to have to make you tell me that again because I'll forget yeah, it. It's, right, it's、really、pretty、good. close to high tech pharma. I'm also eating.
And um, they were like, take a box. And I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 it's probably going to no. taste really bad. <laughs> I don't want you to waste the whole box. They were so, like, they wanted me to, to, to take a box. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'll, oh, jokes. I'll give them out to the guys in the office. So this is my first time having it. And How is it? What out of 10? <laughs> Am I basing it on a regular bar scale or a vegan bar scale? Regular bar Re- scale. Regular bar scale. Okay. Let's hear both. Well, let's do regular bar first. Yeah. Because, like, bar. I'll be honest with the whole vegan thing, not to veer off into another topic that we want to talk about way more than this, but I <laughs> ate, like, eight Cineholic cinnamon buns before I found out that shit was yep. vegan, and then the girl behind the counter told me that shit, and I was like, all right, really? stop stop lying yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. What is the hook that you can, you put one vegan ingredient here, and you can call it vegan? She's like, no, it's actually all vegan. I was like, all right, enough of the bullshit. <laughs> the Are you bullshit. serious? That's yeah. vegan? Yeah. It's all vegan. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I- I'm going to keep buying them. I don't care. Yeah, Just tell me why you can say that. There's no, no, no gonna blow your mind. No, and, and next it's time a, you eat it, I swear to God, I had the shit in my mouth, and I was like, no, <laughs> I can physically mouth. taste. <laughs> there's eggs in there, lady. She's like, no, there's not. I taste plants. Yeah, no, it doesn't taste vegan at all. Piece of coffee. Wow, is that like a coffee bean? Something crunchy just got in there really good. You just bumped it up. Was it good, or was it questionable? I don't know if that was like a piece of like espresso or something crunchy in there that they put in there, some kind of dark chocolate chip or something maybe. That, that a peanut butter, a peanut the butter. The flavor chip? says it dark says coffee chocolate. berry. A peanut, is, that, is that a thing? Coffee berry. Coffee berry. Maybe that's what that little crunch was. Let's see. Organic peanut butter. No one. All right, that's it. The colonel's gonna give you a rating. Is that it? Since we still haven't gotten a zero. Oh, pe- there's people approaching crisps. And I mean, that's what it was. <coughs> zero to ten rating for a protein. Dark bar. chocolate chips. That's what I had. Zero to ten rating for a protein right, bar. What's a ten for protein bars? Like a pro crunch bar? Like a. Uh, I would, I would say a Quest is like what, like an eight? No, I think Quests are gross. Well, I'm, I'm I don't know. Sorry, Quest. Once, once you warm them, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I only eat them in the microwave. I think there's a lot of bars better than Quest bars. No offense again, Quest. You guys are cool. Oh, sure, like sure. <laughs> Like Robert Irvine's bars are fucking really good. Oh, oh, all right. Now, but that doesn't count. Okay, okay. Because look, look at right. look at this bar and look at that bar. <laughs> all right, so we'll use Quest. We'll use Quest. Yeah, that's what. Like, this is more comparable okay. to a Quest. Like, a chocolate like I, can, I haven't even eaten it right, or smelt it. I could. Use, those bars like aren't real. Like, this is, as, as Quest bar is a ten. To me, this is a ten. Okay. Because this, I, I I've had a lot. It's of It's just bars. another flavor Quest bar. I have a lot of Quest bars. <laughs> That I think are fucking gross, and then there's oh. some that are good. Oh, so this man. is very quest-like. So it's gross. I'm not hating. <laughs> no, no if, still if, a okay, if, if Chef Irvine, is I, I'm an asshole. Fan. There's peanut butter and there's some crunchy dark chocolate. It tastes like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dark chocolate fan. It's not bad. It's on par with Quest. That's what I would say. It's like a Quest bar. Yeah. If you like Quest bars, you're definitely gonna like these. Yeah. Try them out. Vibe bars. You probably won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You probably won't. You want to try it? Here you go. I'm good. I got one. He already well, opened open. To me, I, to me, <laughs> not a vegan. <laughs> if you give me something peanut butter, you, you can't go wrong with me. I'll eat anything peanut butter. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and. No, I, I gotta cool say, put caffeine in it. I gotta say, I do like the fact that there's caffeine in there, and the fact that it's vegan, I give it more credit because yep. it tastes better than most vegan. Chips. Well, that's why I was saying, if you want me to base it, as far as vegan bars out there that I've had, it's right out there with, with with one of the best. Ones. Is it just here? Does it kind of taste like kratom? <laughs> One time they made me. We should try to get these. We should go buy there tonight and see if they'll make us these. They made these like, like cacao shots with kratom. No, we had them. We had them. Right? On top, Why right? can't we get those anymore? I don't know. I feel like some of the people there don't even know about those. Yeah, it's like they're, they're like, ah, what are you making up? Jenny must have been bored one night. Yeah, I love it when Jenny's bored. I, I, those were freaking good. 
The uh, best nights I've had there are when Jenny's board. Anyway, thank you to Vibe Protein Bars. Yes, definitely yeah, check him out. Very Listen, good if you're vegan. if you're if you're vegan, here's the deal. I have a friend. You don't have a vegan. lot of options, so give it a try for sure. I have a friend that's vegan, and Chelsea would love yep. these. All right, so back to you guys working out Japanese culture. <clears throat> yeah. So I didn't realize you guys have been together for as, as long as you have. Yeah. So it was funny. I um. So she actually went to college in Kansas City, and I was in St. Louis, and so we were both in Missouri. Um, and we actually met here in Atlanta, though. How did you meet in Atlanta? Uh, if you guys wrote that? Here in Atlanta. Yeah. In not uh, Boca yeah. Not in Atlanta right now. Damn. <laughs> at, at uh, not in, in spirit, we are. In more, this morning, I was in Atlanta. If you guys <laughs> if you guys thought that we just transported the Blackstone Labs headquarters podcast room up to Atlanta for a second, <laughs> you, you thought we were good, but in reality, <laughs> we're here in Boca. you guys coming down here, man. Yeah. <laughs> just for this podcast? It's funny, because I was going to ask, uh, being in Atlanta, um, do you guys like go to a lot of like hardcore rap shows? Like any like I'm a metal guy. Seen it like Gucci Mane. I'm a metal person. Oh, come on, bro. You're in the ATL, dog. You gotta go and check it out. Nope. I mean, like, dude. Even if I wasn't into that kind of music, and I'm really, I'm not like hardcore, but like, that's just like, bro. It's like if if you live in fucking um, Tennessee, like you you have to listen to Three Six Mafia. You know okay, what I'm saying? So like, if you visit, <laughs> you, you're so, right. So in, in yeah. that in that in that uh, terms, and if you visit Atlanta, are you gonna go to Swinging Richards? I don't know what that is. Um. <laughs> Big Mike was asking me about that last time I was going up there. I got a text from Big Mike today. It's like a, a, a big time uh, swinging dicks, obviously. Sick. Swinging bitches. <laughs> Dope. Um, no, I wouldn't associate Atlanta that with ATL. It. I wouldn't associate that well, with from ATL. What I, from what I was told, that Atlanta has, at one point, the number one. I don't know if they're still number one, but the, the, the highest amount of uh, like gay guys for gay men in the United States. There's so. no fucking way they haven't been out in the Redwood Forest in California. Trust well, me. Yeah, There's just not enough people there. counting but out it, there. So if you're a gay guy, like Atlanta is where it's at. There's no way. There's a, a lot of them. Though. It can't be gayer than California, dude. <laughs> Trust me. Go in the Redwoods in Northern know, California. Apparently like, guys in California like go, go to Atlanta to party it up because of like the, the abundance of gay guys. I'm like ashamed that that's on the East Coast. <laughs> I thought that was like just like straight up like the West Coast was the mecca for that, and like the East Coast was like the good old boys that like right, the liberals have uh, man, taken over. <laughs> damn it! We were... Yeah, that's that's <sighs> they are known for that. I thought we had this thing figured out. Nope. Like Sorry. not yet. Because um, when I was out in San Francisco, it was like you were either Asian or gay, man. Yeah, like <laughs> that's it. There's yeah, nobody. I'm glad, I'm glad it's an or, not an and. <laughs> no, no, it's or for sure. Okay, because like I'm good. <laughs> like you'd find like another dude that was like white or even black in the grocery store, you'd be like, oh shit, bro, what's good. Like, you're out here too. There, there, there is variety. Let's meet here. up later or something because like, there's a lot of Asian people and a lot of gay people, and that's like basically all there is. I haven't seen another not Asian or gay guy out here in like at least five five weeks. Maybe it's been like, what, what's what's your name, Fred? Oh, take my number. <laughs> um, all right, I I got lost in where you guys met now, so let's let's okay. Let's uh, go back we into that. just happened to uh, land on the same job, um, a job at the time that we worked at was a recruiting firm and. It was just the only job that I kind of landed when I graduated from college, so I moved here for that, and apparently it was the same story for her, so she actually got here before me, a few months before me, and then, yeah. So you met on the job, did you hit it off right away? Oh, yeah. We kicked it off pretty quickly, um, especially because we were around the same age, too, and everybody else was, actually, funny thing, it's because it's a recruiting firm, everybody else was either older than us or gay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True okay. fact. Weird. Um, yeah, weird. Who asked who out? I don't think neither of us like actually asked. Actually, did this happen one day? It wasn't like asking out, but um, like we like hung out with somebody else at the time. I forgot who it was. Then we all went out and 
went to like a Japanese karaoke place in Atlanta. And actually, she texted me after I went home saying, hey, you want to grab another drink? Oh. I, actually, I actually saved that text. I still have that confidence. Oh. I actually still have yeah. that. You have that text? Yeah. What? Yeah. How long ago was that? Ah, that was about like four years, five years ago. Wow. That's awesome. That 2014, cool. beginning of 2014. Yeah. Oh. Man. You get your, your, uh, Coming up on an anniversary, that means. Yeah. Um, so, when you guys got together and started dating, who got into working out first? You? I think we. We actually both started talking about it. Like, right. he already had a good physique. I obviously didn't, but I um, did go to like the college gym that was in my university. I did do some workouts. And now that I was graduated, I didn't have, like, a gym that was free for the college students to use anymore. So I was, was like, right. wanting to look for a gym membership. He was wanting to uh, look for a gym membership, too. So we were like, okay, let's look for one together. And, and just When you guys uh, were, like, you know, training and making improvements together, did you guys train together a lot or so back, back then we did train together most of the time mm-hmm. um that's where i made the mistake because i had her do a lot of um heavier weights and high reps so it kind of started making her thicker almost like a figure girl her arms only my arms, her arms were i like neglected my legs of what it is now it was pretty big like <laughs> why and, did you neglect your legs oh no she didn't she did. i did she did I, everything but she, okay. i mean she got interesting she got thicker and that's not what she wanted mm-hmm. you know she Ultimately, later down the road, she was, you know, thinking maybe do a bikini competition in the future, which she always talked about. So, you know, she didn't want to be thick. She wanted to be lean, skinny, and, you know, petite. So um, we kind of laid off a little bit on the weights. And I think um, when we moved, uh, I don't know, at one point, actually, our last job, that job we did together was so bad that the work environment was so, like, just a black business that, um, like, it put us in depression. It put her in a really bad depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just, she didn't even want to lift anymore. She didn't want to go to the gym. She just wanted to sleep every time she wasn't at work. It was it was just a bad time of our life. That's what depression and, will do. Yeah. And we actually kind of got over it as soon as we uh, moved. Everything, actually, for me, everything worked out. Because when I moved to from Norcross to Kennesaw, is right when Blackstone accepted me into the Legion. And that's when I quit my job. And I got my job at YKK, and everything just you know started working out, and that's when I was able to finally focus back into working out like more hardcore again. And she got that influence too, and um, with the Blackstone influence, she met Karen, and saw how confident her she got really confident in Karen, so um, she hired her, and Karen you know of course did her magic mm-hmm. to really you know motivate her and put her on point and you know she made that transformation to quit you saw it yeah, of know. course i've been raving all along about how impressed i was with that or am i should say with that con- with that transformation because i've been doing this for a long time and i i say in all honesty you look like you've put in a couple of years of work over a period of three or four months it's, it's very impressive it was probably some muscle memory too from those days i used mm-hmm. to work out with dragon but because of that work environment thing I took I believe over one year off completely from any dieting any workout any cardio whatsoever because I was starting to hate lifting weights which used to be the oasis to my heart Mm -hmm. and I didn't like that I was like I don't want to have to hate this it's supposed to be a life Mm -hmm. lifestyle that you love doing 
So if I'm starting to feel that way, I'm just going to completely stop until I'm ready to get back. So um, around February, beginning of February this year, actually, is when I finally got ready to get back. So the I think the transformation picture you're talking about is um, the one I posted about that. The before picture is actually from February this year. Okay. Yeah. But um, so it's, I think, eight months in between. Okay. I mean, it's, pretty, it's, it's regardless of whether it's a year, six months, eight months, it's, it's really damn impressive. Yeah, but since February, I've been only using Blastmo Lab stuff, loyal to the products and Karen. So that's how I, I actually I remember that when, you, when you signed up with Karen, he actually reached out to me and was like, I'm thinking about, you know, having Hitomi and, and Karen work together. What, what do you think? You know, we've been talking about it. And I said, that's probably the only person that I would actually recommend you, you guys working with. It's hard for me. Since then, there are a couple other people that I'm, I'm okay with that I've talked about. But um, at the time, for me, not coaching anymore, I feel very comfortable knowing that somebody that, you know, I spent a lot of time with. It's going to be, you know, following similar beliefs that I that I have and, and knows the way I do things. If somebody's asking me my opinion, I know what I think. I want that to be, you know, something that you experience. So I knew that you guys would be a, a good pair. And Karen has actually said that you've been outstanding also. You are somebody that trainers hope to get clients like you, but it's, it's, it's rare, unfortunately, that you're going to get clients like that. Most people aren't going to do exactly what you say. You, you you have to believe that they will. Most of the time, that's not going to happen. So anybody who's listening to this, you're going to get in what you put out of a trainer, uh, from a trainer. Now, and if you pay for one and don't do what they say, you're just really, really dumb. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many times, like, Corey does a lot of personal online training. Mm-hmm. And I literally watch you pay him hundreds of dollars yeah. only to not respond to his messages mm-hmm. and then two weeks after they haven't sent in any check-ins or updates or anything, they're like, hey, um, I know I haven't been doing my stuff, but like, can I have this week's update? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, bro, it was your, your money. <laughs> See, <laughs> you, exactly. You just didn't, you just okay. didn't yeah. use it. You just gave it to me for free. Because like. Like, if I had the knowledge to tweak what my coach is telling me to do, I wouldn't be even hiring a coach. Yep. I'll do it myself. Yeah. I am... Hiring a coach because I don't have the knowledge. I need this coach's knowledge to get that change in my physique, my meals, whatever. So I have to follow whatever she says, and I have to trust whatever she says. That's why why you hire a coach in anything. It's that simple She's more vascular than all three of the guys at the table right now. You're in the gym. It's so crazy today. So before we start answering the actual questions, one thing that I – we want to know your gear protocol. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't really talk about this, but you know, one of the reasons why you know Dragon became such a, a mainstay in the marketing and the things that we do is because I've said it all along that he he represents what I think is most important in this world of fitness and training. It's a lot more than just looking good. Pretty much everybody that works out on social media nowadays with with all the filters and everything else can look good. With all the filters and the trend. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know. trust me, I, I'm not going to get into some of the people that have really thrown me off lately. Um, but I noticed right away that Dragon was responding to basically every single person that wrote on his posts. He was actually responding to questions on other people 
that were involved with the company's posts, who was following everybody, who was participating in the Q&A. And he actually was presenting himself as not only a team player, but a good influence to others online. And that is what social media marketing is all about now, is about influence. So the more I paid attention to him, the more we started talking, and then he actually started asking me, what else can I do to be better? You know, how can I perform better? How can I help the company more? And I gave him insight, and he took it and he followed it. And here's a perfect example of when I explain things as far as how to market yourself on social media or how a company is gonna look at somebody to represent them, he's a perfect example of when I explain these rules to follow, them coming to fruition and working. And he consistently does better coupon code sales then this is a fact, people that I've had with over a million followers. And that's why some of these people that had over a, a million, it's not a... That M next to the one doesn't mean fucking nope. shit. It doesn't mean shit. <laughs> not even the K. And I, I actually like telling those people, well, I'm sorry, but no, you're not going to get that much money anymore or this month or period because your ex-followers that you're bragging about aren't turning into anything. And I will often use Dragon as an example. I'd rather have... He's actually my favorite person to use as an example yeah, from 90% of these people. Mm -hmm. You're the first person that I turn to and I say, whether it's somebody asking what they can do better, I send them to your page and I say, look, I, I link them. I can't tell you how many times I've linked people to your page and written a little bit about you and said, look, this dude, yep. and just to give a little bit of a spiel about my dragon since he joined the Legion was, it's funny because when you joined and I read your name, Dragon, the only other dragon I've ever known in my life was a neighbor that I had, and it was an old man. And when I, <laughs> when I met him, he said, you know, my name is Dragon. And I was like, all right, buddy, quit fucking with me. What's your name? And he's like, no, my name is Dragon. And he showed me his driver's license. And sure enough, he's an old white dude, and his name was Dragon something. Is he like German or something? No idea. I have no idea. He was very, very old, was very sick, but he was always outside of his house. He was very sick. He was very that's, sick and very old and very frail, but it was always outside working. Non-stop till wow. the day he died. Insane work ethic. Like... He didn't have a job, but made jobs for himself. He was a dragon. He was he, he was, was just like dragon. a dragon. He literally just, until the day he died, never stopped working. So I and was a big Bruce Lee fan, so I thought of it as oh, Bruce yeah. Lee. Right. And I was like, you better go watch these Bruce Lee movies right now. So he was also very into did. martial arts. <laughs> and he did. He did. The dragon guy that I, that I knew was also super into martial arts. <laughs> he and have to be. So that was the only experience of anybody I knew in my life being named Dragon and you know not that like you know he was just my neighbor he was kind of a mentor to me though he was kind of very near and dear to me and when he died I was pretty upset but so when I read that your name was Dragon I was like oh I really hope that this dude this is, is like is cool because <laughs> I've never known another dragon except for the one that I know I, I, I feel like you can't be like a douchey dragon though. and I mean like so th that's what you hope you know what I'm saying like I, the only dragon I know is awesome so I hope yeah. that this one doesn't disappoint me and I gotta say man you have been one of the most enjoyable members in the group without a doubt to use as an example of what I would like to see people do and to use as an example for people whose egos have way overblown <laughs> their britches and have no idea where they actually sit in the universe because they think that they're bigger than the sun and everything revolves around them. I'm like, look, this is an Asian kid that is half as tall as you that break dances who's killing your fucking numbers. So please, by all means, take a fucking seat. Yeah, talk about how amazing your genetics are and how everybody wants to be like you. You think you're such a cool fucking guy. Yeah, well, chill out because some dude who likes to dance for his fucking hobby is killing your shit. Yeah, we, so we, why don't you lighten up a, lot, a little bit? By the way. So there's obviously people, we use you in, as an example perhaps too much, and, and there's obviously been a, a group of people now who have become jealous of Dragon. Yeah, I've, so, uh, I've felt that. I've and he's gotten a little bit of it. We talked about it the other day. Yeah. But, you know, um, that's just life. You know, yeah. the, the better you get, people are just going to be jealous of you, you know. I don't think that you should stop doing anything that we're doing because you're very likable. People like you a lot. I mean, there were people that came here today just to meet you. 
So I appreciate if, that. If idea. there's anything that, that in life you should know, it's when there's people <coughs> that are really disliking something that you do, they're probably doing it right. Yeah. You're probably doing it right. That's because I live by. Sa- same thing with the Legion. Like, you know, yep. there's people in there that are like, ah, oh, I can do his job 10 times better. And it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> you see where that gets you. And then there's other people that, you know, want to complain about you, but they, they don't put the code uses up. So at the end of the day, you somebody's got to be doing something right for us mm-hmm. to be looking at you and never have anything good but good to say about you. Yeah. To, to me, I, I feel like you're winning at life right now, personally. Yep. I think too. I am. You know? yeah. You're doing yeah. more and more with the company. The company's going to do more with you. You've put on a lot of size since the last time like we saw you. 30 pounds of muscle. <laughs> Hot girlfriend <laughs> sitting here across <laughs> the table That's from you. That's a win, yep. You, you got, you, I mean... I don't know where to go, yeah. go from there, really. But, yeah, I do very we just need a lot for our right now. I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, so. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. But I do very much appreciate everything that Blastone Labs has done for me. You know, it's, it's like I said, you know, I, I came out from depression, and, you know, Blastone Labs is where I decided I'm going to, you know, start back on my life, you know, to do it right. And, you know, everything's been positive, and you've given me so many opportunities. You've been invited me to you know the expos and you know that's that's been a dream for me to do you know like I said earlier you know I fought used to admire Steve Cook and you know I watched him you know at like expos where people were lined up to see him and I was like one of these days I want to be in an expo booth like that and now you've given me that you know to work at a booth so you know I can't really and now you got LA Fed Expo coming up right yeah exactly I'm excited for that speaking of sure got quite an interesting Invitation for out of the LA Fit Expo. Oh, good. We'll talk about that when we can. Um, <laughs> we definitely won't talk about it on here. <laughs> uh, one more thing I want to ask before we answer our questions, because I didn't, I didn't ask it yet, is for Hitomi, what is your favorite supplement from Blackstone Labs? That's a tough one for me too. <laughs> give it, give it, give but, it to us. Um, probably I'm gonna have to say hype or growth. Two but very good ones too. Hype, hype is yeah. I love hype. hype. Hype is one of my favorite products that I ever formulated, and I don't formulate anymore. That was back in the old days when I formulated hype, and I still think you know all these years later that it's one of the best products that we've ever put out. Very simple. It just does the trick. It opens up your blood vessels, so more blood comes to where it needs to go. We all still waiting on that PJ's secret sauce though. I know. <laughs> there was there was a a container of it in here. Yo, I, I can't remember when it was, but a couple, like I want to say two weeks ago, we got a sample of a new flavor of Dust X. What was the flavor? Cherry Limeade, I want to say it was. That was for a Legion only, right? No, 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 maybe it was after the Cherry Limeade. It was, it, was some, it was a flavor we were sampling. And I had it in a, in a plastic bag, and I literally had it sitting on my counter for Speaking two Speaking of weeks. flavors that we're sampling, since Eric's in the room. So I'm at the, uh, and now this may be a mistake, by the way, before I freak out on anybody. So I'm at the uh, Kava bar the other day, and Chris, the intern, is there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I, I sampled um, some new crit today. It was awesome. He's talking to Jerry. And um, Jerry's like, yeah, PJ gave it to me, the, uh, the, the, the green apple one. I love it. And he was like, no, it's blue. And I turned around, and I was like, you tried a blue crit? There's no blue crit. And he was like, yeah, I tried a sample of it. Today it was delicious. And I was like... Are you sure it wasn't a, like a, a like blue raz like dusty two or something? And he was like, "No, it was crit." I was like, "I'm gonna have to get to the bottom of this because I haven't had that one yet." Nobody told me that there's a blue crit <laughs> running around. So, is there a blue crit now? There was. What happened to it? Shelby had it. What is it? Mm. The flavor was just called popsicle. It's called popsicle. Just popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Oh, man. I can tell you guys a hilarious story about a flavor of another supplement off the radio that I think Josh knows. I think everybody oh, knows. Oh, I do it. know. I cannot tell it on the air. Can we, please, can we tell it but just not release any, any names of anything? How can I do it like that? <laughs> All right. So I'm pretty sure I can pull it off. Edit okay. it with a beep. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. If we really need to, we'll just cut this part or bleep it out. So a very popular, very fucking popular flavor and pre-workout yes yeah, so you guys know i'm i'm like friends with everybody in the industry so we all talk about this stuff like we're, a, lot, a lot of us company ceos and whatnot we're friends so we we, we, we throw these things around to each other and you know there was a, a a formulation that tasted great and everybody loved it and one day they went to go make another batch of it and it was not it's the same ingredients for the flavor profile, but just mixed up in a different order. <laughs> so instead of saying ABC went in, let's say it went CBA. But it all went in the same way. Okay. And because of that, it came out, you know, slightly different, uh, but it's the same. It is right. exactly, it is exactly, exactly the same, right. the same flavor. exactly the same. But because it came out slightly different from the way that they used it together, in, com in combination. And the color came out a little different. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the kickers. And they just called it a new flavor, and people raved yes, over and this they, amazing they actually, new flavor. A lot flavor. of them think it's better than the other one, and, and I'm a lot laughing. of them say it's so it's much same. better. And it's the same flavors. And it's been really good. For that company, because they have awesome. two home run flavors now. It's two home run flavors that are really just the same flavor wow. that nobody fucking realizes. Oh, damn. <laughs> I really want to know which company. I'll tell you. <laughs> we'll tell you later. Right. I'll tell you later. Yeah. But like, oh my god, it's so great, and it's not even that. It's very funny. It's not even that you don't know because the very first time I tried the second one, I was like, "Hmm, tastes a lot like the first one, but <laughs> <laughs> different, I guess." Because like before you know that, you're like, "It different color? must be different." <laughs> And it's not even necessarily a different yeah. color. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the same so, color, just it, There's so much funny. No, worse. It's even more similar than that. I hope uh, I'm not one of those stupid ones. No, you're, you won't be. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you guys. No, so and it's just funny because, like, I, I got to tell you, both flavors, obviously, the flavor, is very good. Yeah. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It is actually yeah. probably one of my most favorite pre-workout flavors that we don't make. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day... It is hilarious what people will believe when you tell yeah, them. Yeah, it's amazing. We got to start doing stuff like that, I think. We, I, <laughs> yeah, we have lots of ideas up uh, Colonel Feezy's sleeve that we have yet to utilize, but I feel like someday they're going to come to fruition. It's going to be hilarious. I, like, I made, um, when he was talking about PJ Secret Sauce, I made, like, the most <laughs> complete exercise formula of, of all time, and we were going to call it PJ's Secret Sauce. And... We really didn't put it out. The main reason being, it would cost a lot of fucking money. But like some of us here Excuse at the office language. got to play around with it. Yeah. Like I had a bag of it for like a, I don't know, like a week worth a bag or something, and like it was pretty epic to just not. Have it, to it, was like Jeffrey, uh, it was like the Jeffrey of pre-workout products, of you know. World, yeah. Have you seen uh, Get Him to the Greek? It's a movie with uh, P Diddy, Russell Brandt. It's a funny movie. Well, there's a part where they smoke a Jeffrey, and he's like, "What's a Jeffrey?" And he's like, "It's a little bit of everything. It's a Neapolitan of drugs. There's a little bit of weed. There's a little bit of crack, coke, some crushed up e pills." And they go through the whole smorgasbord, and the guy gets really messed up when he smokes it. So, like, my, this this was basically like the Jeffrey 
of the pre-workout world. It had hype in it. It had most of what's in Dust Extreme in it. It had lots of aminos in it. it had some creatine. In it. it had some glutamine in it. It had Hydromax. Um, yep, Hydromax. It had a, a little bit of what what the, the main carbohydrate source of Formula 19 in it. Was there carnitine? Yep, L-carnitine tartrate. It was just so complete. Um, the problem is that it was overly that complete. It was so complete. The scoop was, was like that big, and that. it was like. Our cost was going to be like $25 to make it, which means... Which means we, you guys yeah. would have been paying 10 bit now. Yeah, it would be like a $100 <laughs> product, you know, so... <laughs> anyway, maybe you'll see that someday for, for the... We'll call it PG Secret Sauce for the elite. But even then, all those guys out there that are like complaining about the size of the Dust X scoops now, like you... you the scoop was It's huge, like four of those. Yeah. It's like four Dust X scoop size. And and you're just like, are you sure this is this is... All of it? No, it was like it was like literally like like taking like your coffee mug and scooping it into a thing. That's yeah, but when you looked at how much shit was in it, it was actually impressive how yeah. many supplements were properly dosed in that one scoop. It was it was impressive, but it was just so damn much to drink, wow. and you definitely needed a funnel. There's no, yeah. no way it was awesome though. It was a cool product. Fun. The most unlikely of people in here wound up bogarting all of it. Clay. What? Yeah, he hit it for a while. Why? He just loved it for some reason. Every now and then, I'd be like, yo, where the fuck is my secret sauce? And he'd be like, do you need a scoop? Do you, do you need a scoop And I would be like, sauce? yeah, I need all of it. But yeah, it's PJ's he kept it secret hidden. sauce. I, and I, and I kind of like respected the fact that he was that he liked it. What are we what are we, what are we doing naming it PJ's secret sauce? It should have been Clay's secret sauce. We should just call it Clay's secret. We should just call it Clay's stash. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so at this point, thank you guys for giving a little background on on the Legion and No, yourself. get out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now we're going to answer some questions and... Um, we're gonna lightning round these, I think. At this lightning point. round, yes, yeah. lightning round. Okay. No, we. Uh, it's already seven fourteen. Yep. Good yeah. time. And how long has this podcast been so far, Eric? I think we started at like six. Over an hour. Over an hour. How about that? Wow. Boom. Hour long Coffee interview talk. for you guys. Now we got the last. We got. You know why? Up. It's because I'm eating all these vibe bars over here, going crazy. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna eat another one of these. Slamming lemons. all these super lemons. I got fucking sugar pulsing through my veins. Whatever's yeah. in that sour part. This is, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the uh, the super lemon's in the middle. The mild lemon is outside of that. And then it's the <laughs> lemon sour taste powder on the outside. I like that powder. I need to get myself, like, a, a sack of that powder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sour it up. Sour sniff, they call it. I believe it's called nose candy. Nose candy. That is the, the official name. Imagine putting these in your nose and sniffing it. That's no, what I, I, I imagine that if you did do that, it would burn pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> that's what all the cool kids are doing. But it would be sweet after. I, right, so. I got to stop eating these for real. I don't think so. I still have fish candies and shit to eat over there. So. All right. I'm scared of this. Oh, it's so light, though. I feel like it can't do that it's much like damage. It's like a corn snack with a little bit of flavor. You can't really eat it. I know. I just Is don't. it fish flavor? Huh? It's fish roll. It's a fish, fish roll flavor. You can't really say you hate it until you try it. I don't, I, I don't know that I'll hate it. it. I just feel like when I eat this, I think I'd like to have a regular Coca-Cola uh, and some rice. Not sweet and sour candies and kids. Right. I don't know. I don't like that 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 mix. Weird flex, but okay. All right, let's get into it. All right, first question it says, "Hey PJ and Josh, very long time BSL fan since using Super DMZ back in about 2012, and have been hooked ever since. Also, big fan of a PJ as a bodybuilder, and now a very successful entrepreneur. I wanted to hop in on the podcast questions to help keep this going, as I appreciate it very much." What are at least three things you have learned since your body, bodybuilding career that you wish you had known back then? Training techniques, supplementation, cardio, diet information, mindset, goal building, etc. 
Also, when is Recomp RX coming back in stock? I ordered some a few months ago, it seems, and the Muscle Boys always tell me it will be in stock next week. I love that <laughs> stuff. Awesome. As always, thanks for everything you guys do and for staying loyal to being the best supplement company there is. Taylor DeLosa at TS DeLosa. All right, so I'm going to answer the Recomp one first. Let's get this out of the way. Recomp is something that unfortunately guys is always going to be going out of stock and i'm not saying this to tell you to just buy a bunch of it when it comes in but realistically you should i'm gonna explain why the reason There's why is because only... all of your solic acid is in the forests in california which are currently <laughs> on fire so until those fires go out and they can regrow those forests all of your solic acid is not going to be able to come back in in full force so that is partly true so all of the solic acid is in one spot and fortunately my manufacturer buys all of it when it's there. So when he buys all of it, it comes in and then we sell it all, period. And then we gotta wait for them to make more and that's it, you can't get it anywhere else. So for that reason, I need you guys to understand that this is a very, very tough to get ingredient and that's why it goes so fast and that's why we're so proud to have it. It's it's when something is gonna be that good and people know that it works, the more people that, that take it, the more people are gonna wanna take it and there's a limited supply. So. My advice to you is if you love the product, get more than one. Get, get a backup supply because it goes fast when it comes in. Perfect example is when, when you remember when Apple first started using the Sapphire screens on their phones, the, everybody that bought one was like, oh my God, this is great. This is exactly what we need, blah, blah, blah. But then you couldn't buy them because Apple couldn't source enough mm -hmm. Sapphire screens to put on their phones for the 10 billion people that buy them or whatever. Well, it's kind of the same thing. We have to compress those Sapphires into your solic acid. Yeah. So we can't do that fast There's only enough. so much Sapphire. I mean, look at how good the recall. I just asked this dude what he's been taking since the last time I saw him in September. It's the end of November. He, he looks drastically different. Yep. He's telling me Recomp RX. Dude, those sapphires are doing something. This yeah. is why we don't have any of it. Guys are using it and seeing the results. You guys keep buying it. We're trying to make it as fast as we can. It's just, I always buy extra for my There's stuff. one mine in California that makes the diamonds that we use to compress the stuff. I mean, when you, when, you, when, you, when you like something and you, I don't want to say rely on it, but you know that you, that you want it and need it all the time, you should just stockpile it. I've always been like that over the years. Maybe it's just because I've learned my lesson with supplements over the years. They often ban things. So once I find something that I know that I really like, I always buy extra. Um, and that's just, that's just my advice on that, on that one. So uh, to answer the first part of the question, some things that I've learned over the years, I mean, I can give you some good, you know, general rules of thumb from a bodybuilding standpoint that I find that a lot of people make mistakes of that, you know, had I known earlier for starters, I trained way too heavy and way too often when I was young. When you're young, you can get away with everything. You can do whatever you want. You can bench, you know, five times a week and you'll keep getting stronger for a while because your your body is made to recover fast when you're younger and, and you're going to adapt a lot. Now, I wish that when I was younger, I knew what I know now. I would be a much better, bigger and injury free Bodybuilder. So I guess I could take that question into saying educate yourself as much as you can in the beginning before you do things. And that could go into so many different categories, this education portion of my, my answer. Because if I had known more about nutrition back then, I would have done things differently with my nutrition. If I had known more about cardio protocols, I would have done things differently. And if I had known more about supplementation, I would have done things differently. So you've got to read and take in as much information as you possibly can. That is one of the most key things in bodybuilding. Don't everything that you know, everything, because you don't, I don't, nobody does. You've got to always be a student of your own body. That's how you're going to consistently get better. You also are going to want to pay very close attention to your body because you may get really good results from something that somebody else may not. We are all different. 
you can keep a journal. This is what I used to do when I was young. Now I kind of have a mental journal of everything, of what you're doing, how you're doing it, when you're doing it. And you can always go back to that journal and look at what you've done and monitor your progress that, that way. And you can use that as a gauge to know where you have to go with your training, where you have to go with your supplementation. I can look back at things that I did in 2010 in my old journals and be like, okay, this is what I was doing at this period of time for a show. These are supplements that I was using. And it's funny for me now, eight years later, I could be like, okay, I liked that I was doing this. This part nowadays I wouldn't have done. This part I remember working really good. I even actually for this last uh, photo shoot that I did, I actually went back and looked at a couple of the diuretic protocols that I used for some of the bodybuilding shows that I'd used back then. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to try a different approach now knowing the results that I got from some of those old shows. And I, I told a bunch of the guys here what I did with, with my diuretic approach to this photo shoot that I did um, last week actually worked really, really well. And basically all I did was evaporate for a few days, increased my water for two days before the show to basically double what I was drinking. And I took a half of a diazide about eight o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night when I was going to bed around midnight. And I, I cut my water when I went to bed. That actually wound up working fantastic for me. Uh, now, next time I dive down, I'll probably try something different just for the sake of experiment and being able to share these things with you guys. Like when I was young, I made a note of all those things. So I always could go back and check. So. This is, uh, I just gave you a number of, of pieces of advice in, in one answer to that question. So as far as bodybuilding goes, you're always going to learn. You know, you're always going to find new exercises, find new ways to make an exercise better. I encourage you to go out and go to different gyms, use different pieces of equipment, have an open mind in your training. Don't think, oh, I have to do this. I have to bench on chest day or I have to do, I have to squat for my legs to be big. I encourage you to try other things, try different rep ranges. Try different <coughs> diet plans, take breaks, you know, get massage, do all the things that you can for your body to find out what work, works best for you. Always be a student, always have an open mind. I think that probably should answer that question enough, I would say. Yeah. And if you're going to get married, sign a prenuptial agreement if you own a business. Always. That's a, that's, you might not think Number so, but that is actually one. a bodybuilding related yes. advice. Absolutely. All right. Next one says, hey, fellas, thanks for taking my question. I've developed some food sensitivities a few months back. Egg, chicken, dairy... Nightshades? It does say nightshades. Nightshades. Hmm. <laughs> well, let's do a quick Google search. Go please, could we? <laughs> Maybe just, I don't know, just... Nightshades. nightshades. Eric, nightshades? <laughs> nightshade is a poison. No, he is right. It's a, it's a poison and it keeps things out of your window at night. It but. says meet the nightshades. <laughs> it keeps things out of your window. Tomatoes, Eggplants, potatoes, goji berries, tobacco. How about that? All right, tobacco? so he basically has sensitivity to tomatoes, eggplants, potatoes, goji berries, tobacco, peppers. Um, well, I would what? say to obviously stay away from those things. So wait, all of those things are included in a category called nightshades? Mm -hmm. What? Wow. Do they all like blossom at night? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they don't like is tobacco up. like something? What? Maybe they don't need sun. I'm so How confused. Tobacco definitely needs sun. I think. Tomato needs sun. I think. <laughs> Honestly, if you, it's kind of funny though. I should know this, I suppose. I guess my 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 brain is is starting to fall I feel asleep. Like we but are, we're all retarded for not when, doing this. If you the, the nightshades are actually considered on many of these websites to be dangerous foods. What? Yeah. Members of the family Solanaste. 
Common, common nightshades. nightshades include white but not sweet potatoes, eggplant, tomatoes, and peppers, both eye-watering cherries, and the sweet bell pepper. The list of edible nightshade plants include any spices made from peppers, paprika. Anyway, look, here's the deal. Oh, if you've got an intolerance to it, don't eat it. I mean, it's pretty simple. Developed some food sensitivities a few months back. I've, I've eliminated all of those things, and it's definitely helped. But three months in, I'm still battling issues, and it appears I may have leaky gut syndrome. Ooh. For the next few weeks, I'll be increasing digestive enzymes, L-glutamine, and probiotics. I'm cutting out all gluten, artificial flavorings, and sweeteners, or any chemical for that matter, going grass-fed and wild-caught on my proteins, and reducing my carbs to a serving to a serving or of fruit and then maybe some cream of rice for breakfast. My question is, do you have any suggestions on how much protein I should or should not consume while trying to heal my gut? I'm around six feet, 200 pounds, pretty lean and used to consuming around 300 grams of protein per day. I'd like to get as much protein in as I can without compromising my gut health for the next few weeks or however long it takes. But I'm willing to do just about anything at this point. Any suggestions? Thanks, dudes. Well, yeah, for, for, for the time period of your experiment, Cut your protein in half and keep it to very easy to digest sources of protein. Now, what you really need to do is get some blood work done and get do a food allergy test because you might be cutting things out that you do not need to cut out. Doing the things that you're doing right now are probably going to help a lot, but get a blood get blood work and a food allergy test because if you get the food allergy test, it's going to tell you what you're sensitive to or allergic to. But you also want to get some blood work done to see what else is going on just to make sure that it's not something more severe than that. <clears throat> I already like the, the, the subject of this one. The subject of this one says fatty chest. Okay. Thanks for the opportunity to discuss. I work with a guy out of our West Palm office that's friends with Corey Kubica. The conversation came up when I, I was talking about Blackstone Labs after I bought one of your products at a local shop here in the D.C. metro area. He hooked me up with Corey, and I bought a stack that included Methaquad, Chosen One, PCT, and Recomp RX. I bought it twice. The best gains in strength and muscle size in my 23 years of intense weight training. I just ordered a DHEA stack that Corey had suggested, and I should have it here tomorrow. My question, I carry a lot of fat in my chest. I would venture to say I have gynecomastia. How do I get rid of it? Is surgery the only way or... That other procedure that freezes fat cells done by a plastic surgeon. Would intense estrogen blockers reduce it? Thanks, putt. If you have gyno that's bad, you're going to have a lump <laughs> or growth under your nipple, okay? Now, there's, there's two forms of, of gynecomastia. There's the fatty tissue and there's the actual growth of the gland. Once that gland starts growing, it is not going to go away. You're going to have a puffy, pushed out, breast-like look to your boob <laughs> so um it's gonna be a boob so what you need to do if you haven't gone this route yet is get on a strong aromatase inhibitor estrogen blocker if you're gonna go over the counter the best that you're gonna get is eradicate now here's the deal we will have letro out soon which will be very very strong you're gonna want to get on letro right away until then get on eradicate my suggestion is do two in the morning and two at night and if in two weeks you don't see results going your way you're gonna have to unfortunately probably go to a plastic surgeon and just get it cut out like so many of us have over the years. Now, you should be eating a clean diet, watching your sodium, and don't take anything other than chosen one because these other things are going to aromatize and make that area even worse. Um, it sucks, but it's part of the game. A lot of the times when you're bulking and you have excess testosterone, you're going to see a conversion to estrogen. This happens to a lot of boys during puberty now. If you're taking you know, exogenous testosterone boosters, the aromatization effect can happen, which unfortunately does lead to the development of breast tissue in many, many, many men. It's, it's a sad part of the game. I had gyno removed when I was young in 2007. 
Sammy had his done this past year. I, I mean, I'm touching on that. Definitely, if you get yours done, do not go and train chest anytime after you get it done. Yeah, take a break. Guys. Don't do that. Do not do that. Um, it's just it's part of the game. So um, yes. I, I wish you the best with that. Get on that eradicate right away, and hopefully we'll have that Letro out there for you soon. Letro's for those people that really have you know tough cases. This is gonna be as strong as you can get with that one. And putt, I just want you to know, I was not laughing at you know your condition or anything like that. Just the way you said, I carry a lot of fat in my chest, mm-hmm. and it is true. Some people do carry fat in certain areas, but like gynecomastia is not fat. Like if you're lean enough to know it's not fat in your chest and just the thought of somebody having just a bunch of fat just in their chest kind of made me laugh because like you think about like a guy with a big gut but like his chest is all right his arms are all right uh-huh. but like imagine if it was like you know he had a six-pack but just fat chest like yeah, you know it's, <laughs> it's the gland has actually grown sadly so like when when a, a a girl goes through puberty and and uh their hormones change and estrogen binds to the receptors in that gland that's where her breast tissue starts to grow so you can be lean and actually have like a pointy little booby right growing out of your pack. It's not fat though. It's actually a growth. There, of there like are white, guys that will have like fat around that around area. it, but that growth in there is not going to go. You away. can get rid of that fat yeah. around the area. It's the 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 because I saw what they cut out of Sammy's yeah. and it's it's, it's a hard. white hard yep. mass. It's not fat. It's I not got I got contest shredded and got on stage as lean as you could possibly get in 2007. I just had a hard nodule. Under yeah. my nipple that wouldn't go away that they had to cut out. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it just wanted looked to, like a little chicken nugget when they took it out. I'm not laughing at guy. I'm laughing at the fact that you can't nugget. have a fatty chest to just have a fat chest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one is uh, oh wow I like how we went about this so we're just gonna go through it. Okay. Name Big L. Big Scot- L. Big L. Scotland training twelve years. <laughs> Age thirty two. Height five eight. 195 pounds, about 11% body fat. Nice. First off, big ups on the BSL presence in the UK. Next year, get yourselves a booth at Potty, Body Power UK. Would be a great promotion for BSL and a chance to get down and meet use. Anyways, down to business. Just started using Abnormal, first thing ever beyond Anagenin, which is amazing, by the way. I've been using that stuff on and off for years. My question, how much of my gains can I expect to keep? Should I start PCT5 a week after the end of Abnormal? Also, super excited for the new Halo Elite. Would that be a great stack to have along with Anagenin? And can when can we expect this in the UK? Peace. Well, thank you. Um, you should be able to see all of that stuff out in the UK very soon. I would tell you this. Start the PCT as soon as you're done with the Abnormal. And if you like Anagenin, run them together. If you do that, you'll keep... Probably close to all of what you got out of that. You're not going to see like a dramatic amount of water retention gain with something like ab- abnormal. So you'll keep most of what you get if you PCT the right way. But start it right away and run it for a little while so you feel really good. And I think that when you add the antigenin in, you'll probably just keep making you know good gains. You just may not be perhaps as strong. Uh, but abnormal is one of the more mild DHEA products. So it's, it's not going to be as dramatic. I think you'll like it a lot, especially if you like Anagenin. Now, Halo Elite stacks well with everything. There's nothing that it doesn't stack with. I encourage everybody to try Halo Elite. There's people that I think will like abnormal. There's people that I think it won't be enough for them. There's not anyone male or female that I don't think will love Halo Elite. Period. You can always just double dose. Yep. I think Halo think Elite is absolutely it. fucking amazing. Excuse my language. It's one of the top three to five best products that we've ever put out with Super Trend and you know, dust extreme. If you're one of these people that ever takes one of our products ever, whether it's chosen one or abnormal or whatever, and you're like, oh man, it doesn't do anything. Double dose it and yep. shut up. Double 
dose. Double dose it and shut up. Because yeah. there's no way you're going to take a double dose of abnormal. Well, no, and like every now and then, somebody will be like, oh, yeah, I tried Dust X. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, really? Well, okay. your adrenals are shot. I have a product for that now. <laughs> yeah, I got something else for you. Double yeah. dose this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop taking whatever pre-workout you're taking six scoops of, you fucking animal. <laughs> uh, anyone that has a, a healthy endocrine system that takes dust is going to fucking feel it. You know what I mean? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Mine's pretty wrecked. My bro- So my buddy, that I have a buddy who takes Adderall every day. I'm going to read you. This is pretty funny. So, uh, no, actually, he takes Vivance now. Excuse me. Vivance. So, well, he's in finance. He's an intense guy. And he goes like, he goes like this. Oh, my God. Two scoops angel dust. And then in capital letters, bad, bad, bad. And then a little while went by, and he wrote, dude, I might die. <laughs> And I wrote, regular or extreme, that is too much. Why would you do that? And then he wrote back and said, I did it. Then I tried to remove it because I didn't realize that I already put a scoop in. But then I was like, fuck it, whatever. I kept on working out. I survived so far. It's actually helping my sinus infection, but I'm constantly sweating. And it wound up being regular. Um, uh, right, original No, dust? excuse me. It wound up being Dust X. Oh. Um, and in the end, he, he, you know, he said you know, he learned from his mistake. Uh, but he said it was a horrible mistake. And that just shows you that somebody that, that's not sensitive to stimulants, you take two scoops of something like that, it's going to wreck you. I personally can't imagine taking two scoops of it. I know there are people that do. And, um, you know, I, I, I can take a King Cobra now and I'm fine with it. It's good. I love it. I can't imagine doing two. I know, Josh, you do two sometimes. I, I can't imagine doing two scoops of Dust X. Two scoops of Dust X? Yeah. Never done that. Yeah. Dust X one scoop hits me pretty damn hard. I've never done two scoops of Dust X or two scoops of Dust Extreme. Never done that. Just because, and I was just about to say, man, like if you're one of these people that is, because I hear them all the time in the call center, people that are taking two scoops of Dust X, like, dude, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> Go take a break. Stop going crazy yep. you're going crazy you're going crazy there's that's, nobody there to that's tell you the that person that crazy. like is out in the club doing like multiple eight balls himself there's nobody there to tell you that you're going crazy yeah. and i am here to tell you you're going fucking crazy there's bro. no one out there who needs to do two scoops of anything if that you're strong. doing two scoops of any of our shit and you're not feeling it you, you, chill i'm telling you stop taking it take some adrenal and chill for a couple of weeks man because there's that's yep. not it's not designed that way your system is so, gonna fight you back so, i promise so, you that so if you're doing that and you're not getting anything that's kind of like you know insanity it's doing the same things and expecting different results if you're taking two and you're not feeling anything three is not going to make it better you should chill out no, strange <laughs> things happen to people that do that kind of weird stuff over time yeah i know i met a guy one time that you know sitting outside on a park bench and he was like, I look like you once. And, you know, the, the guy was homeless. And I started talking to him a little bit. And, you know, he just, he said, you know, I just started taking way too much pre-workout. I don't know what happened to the rest of my life, but I spiraled out of control. Are you fucking trolling us right now? Yeah. I'm <laughs> Let's go to the next question. I was like, hold the fuck on. Are you talking about <laughs> Lieutenant Dan with no legs? You're like, I used to look like you once. And I joined the military, blew my legs off, had a fish and shrimp boat. <laughs> All started with that dare dust pre-workout. Ruined my life. Only had adrenal care. I once saw this old homeless man outside of a gym that said it all started with the second scoop, buddy. Don't do the second scoop. You can do one scoop every day for the rest of your life, but the second you cross over to that two scoop range, it's all downhill from there, bud. That's it. Thank you. Oh man, watch out, kids. Don't don't. How many more do we have? I don't know. I think we're getting to the end. One or two, I think. Uh, I remember the last question. So. There's two left. Okay. All right. 
My dearest PJ and Josh, first and foremost, and as always, I want to sincerely thank both of you for putting out my favorite podcast week after week once again. I also want to thank you both for being inspirations to me and just being relatable guys on my quest through life. Okay, so here are my three questions. Question one, as far as training goes, I really love <clears throat> Jim Wendler and the 531 method. Although I always do sets of five, Following the main lift, I only do about four assistant lifts and usually wrap up in the gym with about 30 to 45 minutes, but moving consistently and quickly. With this, I also run three days a week and swim two days a week, both moderately, nothing Olympic, but still challenging. Do you think this is enough to be a bigger but athletic dude? Question number two. So I'm just about two weeks away from finishing my 12-week cycle of the normal doses of Chosen One and Abnormal a day, as well as a double dose of the Methaquad. I felt great. My body literally changed so much. I put on a true solid 15 pounds, but look completely different. Pictures will come when I'm finished. My question is this. I'm going to do another big stack, obviously. I'm 210 now, and I don't really know what my ideal body weight is, but I want to be a big dude who can move, as in still run and swim well. I really wanted to try Brutal Force, but I am unsure. I was honestly thinking about taking a triple dose of chosen one and a double dose of abnormal for 12 weeks. What do you think? Too much or should I just do brutal? Also, as funny as this sounds during my stack, my libido fell off the maps. It was really weird, but I could tell my testosterone was really high. I was thinking about trying entice with my stacks or maybe just apex male. I don't know. It was probably just an anomaly, but still something to note. What do you think? Question number three. Just wondering about new products. I know the new estrogen blocker is coming out soon, but are you still formulating the IGF-1 product and also Equalizer? I know that stuff takes a super duper long time and I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm just wondering. As always, Blackstone for life. Sincerely, Benny. God damn. We'll go back to question one, Benny. All right, Benny. Take it from the top. On question one, there's too many other variables in here for me to accurately answer this. However... If the goal is to be as functional as possible, you need to remain doing functional activities and, and focus on being the best that you can be on those activities first and foremost. The look and level that your physique get to are all gonna come as secondary byproducts of the training to that. Now, without knowing what you look like now, it's too hard for me to answer that question accurately. So maybe you'll be great. I have to see what you look like now. I have no idea what you look like now. Maybe you'll be great. Maybe I'll take a look at you and be like, wow, actually, based on what you're doing, I have a feeling this is what's going to happen. But I, I don't know what you look like. You might be really fat. You might be really skinny. And I you don't know, know. Another, another thing about that is, too, is even if we didn't know what you look like now, like your genetics are, are, are going to be totally, yeah, we don't know totally a different. Things. It's just too hard to figure out. And I not can give just you a that. rough idea when I have more information. But I mean, from what we know, from what you've told us, regardless of who you are, what your genetics are, it sounds like. You know, you're killing it. Yes. It sounds like you're doing a good job. And, and I would think that anybody that does this for a long period of time is probably going to end up being a big athletic dude that can well, move. Based on the way that you worded your questions, it seems like you know what you're doing. Right. Which brings me to question number two. There's a lot in question number two. So let's go through that again. And I'll go piece by piece with it. I really wanted to try the brutal force, but I'm unsure. I was honestly thinking about taking a triple dose of the chosen one and a double dose of the abnormal for 12 weeks. What do you think? Is it too much or should I just do brutal? So my adv advice to you is all these orals work literally immediately. So you're going to know within a couple of days how you feel on one of them. I think that you should just try the brutal force. Just try a cycle of brutal force for a month and decide what you feel that you got out of it. Because you can also do what you want to do with the chosen one and abnormal. Is it aggressive? Yes. Um, but it is fine to do that. You know, I mean, 
a lot of guys that we know are taking multiple doses of these orals. So there is no liver toxicity to them. You're going to boost your androgen levels really high. You're going to suppress your own testosterone, of course, which will go into your libido question. That is very, very normal when your androgen levels are that high to actually see some issues with libido. And that's why they have Cialis and Viagra prescribed at all these HRT clinics to everybody, which is also part of the reason why I came out with Entice. So yes, you can take Entice year round, which I also know is one of your questions, and it will absolutely help with that. Something about the orals, the, 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 the orals in general, not just like DHEA-based orals, things like D-ball, these things will have some sort of effect faster on your function of your libido, not your, your erectile function because you should still have erectile just the desire it's just your desire may be off and your sensitivity may be a little off it's very very common and right now there isn't really a true answer for that i would love to figure it out and put a product out for it because i get this question asked a lot it has happened to me at certain times before where i couldn't accept it i couldn't accept it i can't accept i can't accept Uh, where i didn't expect it and i have over the years had certain things like for instance i always knew that a certain dose of deca would make my penis not as hard as I would want it to. But myself personally, regular like protocols of trend would make me very sexually aggressive where other guys threw them off. So everybody is going to be physiologically different and how these chemicals affect their body. So you can pretty much cure all those issues with Cialis. And if you don't want to mess with Cialis, get yourself some entice that you can absolutely take year round. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, like DECA, you know, does the opposite mm-hmm. for you. Like it does, like if I take DECA, nope, no issues. Still super, super high sex drive. Do trend, super high sex drive. Like I wonder, like, cause I always have it. What if I took a dice? Just like, what's going to happen? Just going to turn into a giant boner. <laughs> like what is it that that is causing this? Yeah. For, for, for me, um, anything more than like 300 milligrams a week of DECA, I would get what they call deca dick, where you just lose a lot of sensitivity in your dick. It's, it's just, so funny. It's like you could hit it with a hammer and you don't notice it. My first like two cycles, I did for my first cycle, I did deca, and then the second one, I did just more deca too. And then like somebody was like, "Oh yeah, you can't do like can't do deca, you'll get deca dick." Are you sure and it was, was good like, deca? Yeah, I mean like I got good results on it, mm. and like. But how do you know it wasn't some form of testosterone? It, I mean, I guess it could have been. But See, I feel like a lot of people don't know what they're really taking when they start out in the game because I, now that I work with a doctor, realize a lot of the stuff that I was doing was definitely not what it was supposed to be because I now am one of the biggest, like, Anavar advocates ever. And a lot of my meathead friends are like, Anavar's a waste. And I'm like, you never have done Anavar before. So I, I would say I that. think most of the oils I've had were what they were labeled as, mm-hmm. but most, a lot of the orals out there just aren't. Like, no. I've taken plenty of orals, like, from different individuals that i'm like all right on the outside of this it says one thing but i'm pretty sure it's just sugar yeah and <laughs> here well, like, uh, the, the 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 medical grade testosterone is considerably different than compound pharmacy and those are all still from a doctor and i've talked about this with some of my buddies who are doctors and uh sammy and i had this conversation the other day he was like do you get the test that you both prescribed by your doctor and i said yes legally i can only get a little bit and he was like what would it do what would it take for me to be able to get some i'm like i'll, I'll make sure that, that you can get one you know but yeah. i've even said like i've actually told my doctor I don't want the compound pharmacy stuff. I don't care if it's more money. I, w- I would prefer to have the test depot. And I've even gotten my blood work done. And it's been har- higher on the actual test depot than it has been the compound pharmacy stuff. So it's very, very interesting. Now, this is all coming from a doctor. So those of you who are not getting stuff from a doctor at all, God only knows what you really think that you're getting. You could have a bottle of testosterone, a bottle of equipoise, and a bottle of sipinate that in the end is all testosterone and anthate. You know, just with different color oils. So it's tough to say. Now, if you are using real DECA and that's not happening, then you're just one of the people that doesn't happen to. You know? Yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm just saying that everybody's different. You know, what, um, what does cause or doesn't cause libido for somebody else could or could not cause it for you. For, for sure. But elevated androgens. Yeah. In, in, you're going to get to a certain point where your androgen receptor can only hold so much. So I, I explained this once on a show. It's like if you had like this bucket on your back that was like your androgen bucket and you could fill up that bucket as, as, as much as you want. You could, you could have somebody like throwing tennis balls in there. Eventually, all those ten, tennis balls are going to bounce out all over the place. You're going to start stepping and falling on them, right? Yep. So if you've got this androgen receptor that you're firing androgens at, it's only going to be able to take so much before weird stuff starts happening. Like maybe your dick won't work the right way. So. I All think there may be more. There over. may be more questions in there. New products. What? What new products? IGF product equalizer. Okay, so SST one, which is the IGF GH product, going to be in the works for a while. We're going to go up there and we're going to get into the lab with Jared and show you guys some video behind the scenes stuff of that, which I think will be pretty cool. Equalizer should be this year. Electro, I got a box for in this building somewhere that I saw earlier today that looked pretty awesome. Um, and arson will be the one that you see the soonest. Arson, you'll probably see by the next time you hear one of these podcasts. Man. This next question. All right, Where is that box of Electron. Uh, okay, cool. Next question comes from Austin Phillips. It says, "What's up, PJ and Josh? Hope all is well." Another non-fitness related question here. Do y'all have any trends that you are that you are a part of? That y'all got any trend? <laughs> y'all boys got any of that trend? <laughs> You have no idea how many times when I was working in the call center, people call and be like, yeah, I'm just looking to buy some trend. I'd be like, over the phone. <laughs> just over the phone. You're just looking yeah, to buy Yeah, let me trend. talk to the, to the uh, boss over there. Let me, uh, the guy that's selling a trend. <laughs> okay, sir, you're, it's a wrong number. <laughs> wrong number, guy. All right, do you all have any trends that you were a part of back, that you were a part of that today make you cringe? For me, it was the white sunglasses. I just came across a picture of me back in 2008 with a pair of white Oakleys on, and all I could think was, what the hell was I thinking? Anyways, pumped as always to be part of the team. Y'all have a great day, Austin Phillips. Dude, I had a pair of white Oakleys in 2008. Please wow. don't fucking remind I me. I never of that did. Shit. That I never did. Jesus. Um, it would, I had, had some, been around then. I had some funny things that I did. For starters, I absolutely. This is this is probably the one that I'm most embarrassed about. There are, there is at least a picture that I think my mom has floating around. So I, at one point, I always had a fade. I always rocked a fade, always. But I used to rock a really like low top, and there was a point where I did have a line shaved into my head. That's bad. Gangster line, just to let everybody know. At least it wasn't three lines. No, just one. Once you go past one, it's like that's like getting the teardrops. <laughs> It's how many beefs I've had this week. I did have a line. So I had a couple things that I that I there were trends. I had a pair of Jinko jeans. Everybody did. That's Everybody not did, even right. Yeah. I mean that that one I, I don't even think that necessarily counts as like look, all right, so a good example of this is like when I was in middle school, I had bleached blonde hair like Eminem. Okay. That's very, terrible. Very very common. It's terrible. It was very common, did but you, like did you put sun in? in? What? You know about sunning? Uh-uh. So kids used to go out by the pool and it was called sunning. Oh yeah, yeah. And you basically bleach your own nah, hair. No, my shit sun. was fucking but it came white. out yellow most of the time. My shit was white. <laughs> so I didn't For real. I still got a I still got a picture of like me sitting on Santa's lap with bleach blonde hair in middle school. <laughs> yeah. What other trends? And, uh, and before I had the choice to pick bad trends for myself, I actually had a mullet for like two, three years before they cut my hair for the first time. My mom would not let them cut my hair, so I had a long blonde mullet. Ah, that is amazing. Just looked like absolute that. trailer trash. I need that photo. Oh, dude, there's so many. <laughs> I um, All right, so I sent a bunch of the people that work for us the other day a video that one of the fans found of me that's probably like the biggest that I've ever been. And it was a video of me doing an interview with Greg Valentino, right? 
And in the video, without a doubt, my arms are 22 inches. They're, they're, it's back when I was enormous. My arms at the time were bigger than Raging Silverbacks are now. And, and we've even taped mine on, on, on video. They're out there. So in the video, I can't even pay attention to the fact that I had that big of arms because I'm wearing a really tight Affliction shirt. Tough. Oh, that's bad. Did it have jewels on it? Yes. Ah. It had a jeweled skull. If it only it. had a skull, you could get away with it. But and if it I had jewels on it, nah, man. It, it you need like to get beat up. It was like the Chuck Liddell one. <laughs> oh. It was like the Chuck Liddell. Like, Chuck wore that one right before he knocked somebody out. That's why like, you I need it. that. You're like, I need that one. Who the fuck's going to mess with me in this shirt? <laughs> that is the guy. So I, there was a lot of people that I, I know that are like, damn, I wish I didn't go through that affliction stage in life. Um, that was a trend. That was a popular trend for, for a little bit of time. I'm trying to pull up the f a photo of me with the mullet. Please find that. I appreciate sure um, Well, I'm thinking, Dragon, do you have anything that you want to add to this? I had a mullet when I was in sixth grade, too, actually. <laughs> Jen, I know you didn't have a mullet. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> do I kind of call you Jen that time? I mixed it up to confuse everybody. Jen. I picked it up. Do you have, do you have any, any like trends that you can think of that you are embarrassed about now? I don't know if it was a trend, but... Something that you were just straight up embarrassed about that you did? Yeah, <laughs> I do it? have a lot of that. No, you got a bunch? Give us one that's not going to embarrass you to tell now. Um, well, since there's only guys in Talk this room... Talk into the phone so everyone can hear me. Oh, sorry. Since I guess there's only guys in this room, there's... I guess you guys won't be able to relate to this, but when I was in high school, I started, you know, getting into doing my makeups and stuff, mm -hmm. and... Oh, I found it. But, <laughs> but um... My high school was a private high school, so they didn't allow putting makeup. The school rules were pretty strict. Okay, keep going. Are you, are you sure? Yes. Okay, please. so um, I was just doing basic like foundation, eyebrows. That only that's that's about it. Okay. So I won't you know get caught by the teachers. My eyebrows, my natural hair is not black. It's more of a light brownish. Okay. But I was so stupid, I was using a, like, pitch black eyebrow pencil and <laughs> drawing a very, like, triangle. So you're, you're like all the girls that I was making fun of the other day on my, my live that used the eyebrow app. <laughs> Snapchat. Oh, I guess. Yeah, then I was like, why do all these girls have these big painted on black eyebrows now? And some, the somebody was like, that's an app. And I'm like, there's a fucking app that's doing that. Stop using that app. It's the worst <laughs> thing. I'm like, all these girls have the same black eyebrow. What is that all about? Like, I thought all these bitches were in the mirror like black, but it's an app. I was told. So you were ahead of the times, really. I would, no, that was not <laughs> an app. I was doing it by myself. You were actually, so really, in something that you were embarrassed about doing, you're actually a trendsetter. Yes. I'm tired of seeing that. <laughs> yep, there it is. I'm tired of seeing the, uh, please, girls, stop, stop fucking doing that. Um, yeah. Oh, here, put your thing in. I lost it. It was Eric, very... is there a way that I can get what's on his phone on that video? Like, can I just put it in front of the, the camera, maybe? Uh, you'd have to send it over. Actually, you're like a really cute kid. You look like I don't know what happened. A really cute <laughs> Joe Dirt in this. Yeah, dude, I Joe thought I looked Dirt. just like Joe Dirt. <laughs> Can you see it at all? Just had to grow a beard back here. Cute. <laughs> Honestly, like. I don't think anybody would give you a hard time with that hair. Dude, there's another like, one yeah. of like, it's like a professional photo of me like with a backdrop when I have this mullet. And it's so precious. 
It's just like I have this little porcelain cheek looking <laughs> smile and I got this long Joe Dirt mullet and I just I look like I just was given birth to in a pickup truck at a trailer park and it's it's touching. I had a, a, a flat top like Howie Long like on NFL Today. I had a flat top with a rat tail. Oh. But my mom wasn't okay with that. She got rid of the rat tail. I'm, I'm sure she was not fly with that. Um, I don't know. I can't think of too many more trends. I think I've I've always been like kind of basic in, in my styles anyway. My whole life I've done really, really dumb trends, even trends that in the time when they were around, people were like, you're one of those guys. I've like, seen some of your trends over the years. Like like being a juggalo. I used to be a juggalo. A juggalo. I used to have a hatchet man tattooed on my chest. We had a whole, we had a whole chest. talk about this one. That's a cover-up yeah. tattoo. I had a hatchet man tattooed on my chest. That's a, that's, that's a whole other radio show. We that's what those, I'm saying. We like, get some I, of those guys Dude, the fact that you asked this question and I had the White Oakleys, dude, I am the king of doing bad trends. You have no <laughs> idea how embarrassing my life has been from beginning to end. I mean, I'm sure in 10 years I'm going to look back and be like, why did I have so many fucking Supreme hats? This is fucking retarded. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've, probably seen, gonna I've seen a bunch of his trends over I just over do it. Years. It's just yeah. things I do. I came in here one day about a year ago, and he looked like he just literally walked off the set of a Gatorade commercial. And I don't know what clothes yep. that was. Yep. Maybe they were just Gatorade clothes. I don't know. It was probably yeah. Nike. No, yeah. No, it was Nike and Gatorade did a collaboration last year yeah. and I just bought a bunch of their shit. Yeah, like he got right off the set. Yep. Like right off the set of the video. No, it's funny because I you can like, you could even just go through my Instagram and see some of the trends that I've gone yeah. through. Like over like like last year is when I got into sneakers. Before that I thought be, I hated sneakerheads <laughs> before last year. And then last year in September, Trevor got me into sneakers. I bought Trevor's my first pair of Adidas. And I have been obsessed with sneakers since then and I have entirely too many pairs and I can guarantee you in just a couple of years here this will die off and I will be like oh my god I can't believe I have this many sneakers because I can give you another example I actually have over ten thousand dollars in glass just sitting at my house that I don't even touch I don't even touch it it's just something that I was collecting at one time that one day I just didn't feel the need to collect anymore and now I look at it and I'm like wow this is retarded you know what's funny is we can do this we just talk talk about this on a, another episode because we're going to wrap it up now is is like people with like collections right i don't know anybody that isn't really into collecting at least something right yeah. you're a sneakerhead i was uh, making fun of like there's a lot of people that, that collect those little fucking they're to me they're toys yeah yeah the, the pop dolls yes and they're in the fucking boxes <laughs> yeah i know people that have closets so like see them. i don't understand that I don't either. But I could I, buy the same pair right. of shoes six times Chris, in different Chris, colors. Chris Heron has like 500 board games. I, I know. Guess. He collects wow. them. Eric has like years worth of video games. Literally, right? you, could, you could play video games for the rest of your life at Eric's house. Yeah, so people get into collecting things really intensely. I was like kind of like making fun of this the other day. And then you realize that you collect lizards? Somebody was like, somebody <laughs> goes, you collect creatures. You collect things that are alive and you have like, to feed. I was like, I do feed. collect creatures. I didn't really think about that, but like, it's you do. addicting. I'm you like, do. I need more creatures. You do. I can put them in this room. Even when I bought my house, I was like, this is going to be the room where I collect all the creatures. You have a, you have a, you have a, <laughs> you have a room just for your creatures. I have a room is just for my sneakers. Up? And I was being a hater. He has a room just for his games, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. You can't yeah. hate on people for collecting shit. Like, Everyone out there, I don't know, like our moms are probably like not collecting shit anymore. They collect pictures of us. Bullshit. My mom still has every McDonald's toy I ever got. Really? Yeah, that's in, cool. A lot of them are that's in the package. cool. A lot of them are in the package. That's cool. I, that's play with it. <laughs> I have a lot of old like uh, baseball cards and football cards. We've talked about this before because like as a kid you collect shit, but I always get really interested in adults collecting stuff. Like, when I was a kid, I collected so many Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, I had, absolutely. like, the collection that I had of Pokemon cards, my mom all of a sudden one one time went through this really thick religious phase, 
and all of a sudden, my all my Pokemon cards that we have spent thousands of dollars on at this point were all of a sudden the devil, and we needed to burn them. Oh. And the pastor said, you go home and you burn all the Pokemon cards. Damn. And my mom went home and burned all my damn Pokemon cards. And, like, I sometimes will, like, see people post, like, hey, you know, a Charizard is worth this many That's thousands terrible. of dollars. And I just send it to my mom. I'm like, hey, just so you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd run this by you one more time. You remember that time when that you burned, like, a thousand of these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can be oh, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we're going to do a show on, on uh, collectibles one of these days. That's why there's stories for collectibles. But anyway, this is like a two-hour podcast, I think, at this uh, point. I hope we've satisfied probably. everybody's thirst for our, our absence. And made everyone uh, in this building uh, not hate us for staying here so long tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. apologize to everybody. I apologize to Dragon, to Hitomi, to Eric, because uh, it's 8 o'clock. I especially apologize to Eric. Um, Marissa's like, are you alive? Yeah, I believe both of our girlfriends are met up and waiting for us. They're actually, they are. I just saw that text myself. Yep. So. so on that note, we are going to go and drink some Kratom. And I think we're just going to end this like we always do with uh, Peace Out Bye.